welcome to the third attempt to introduce whichever episode of Bleeping Sickness this is. It's a podcast about games and why we like games. There's a siren going off in the background, but it's I'm sure it's fine. It's also a podcast about crime in it's general. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the true crime podcast, Bleeping <laughs> Sickness. I wanted to jump on the serial trade and add a new element to the podcast. We're going to be talking about video games and also an unsolved murder, but first of all, let's introduce ourselves. My name's Tom. My Mike. My Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. If you can't it. tell, I can't we do haven't it. done one of these for a while. I've not had enough tea. I'm Mike. I'm Pete. I'm Sean. We're going to talk about video games, maybe. Try. I don't know if we're actually going to, like... <laughs> we're going to try. Get, we're, this is the podcast where sometimes we speak in complete sentences, but most of the time it's a struggle. We've not done one of these for a while. Really? Yeah, let's have it. We're going to catch up. We're going to talk about what we've been playing recently. We're going to talk a little bit about things coming up later in the year that we want to play. I've talked too much. Sean, what have you been playing? Is it Into the Breach? Yes, I've been playing Into the Breach, Tom. Tell me about it. It's the game from the people who made FTL, Mm. which is a game I've played a bit of and Mm kind of like, but never really put much time into because everybody told me that the end section is bullshit. Yes. You strive a lot for not very much. It's a lot of life. Okay, I don't think they're very similar games. My understanding of my brief time with FTL is that it's live action, right? Or live real time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms, of, functionally, they're not very similar. So, Into the Breach is, I think the best way to describe it is that like, it's chess puzzles mm-hmm. with mechs and aliens. Mm-hmm. So you drop three mechs onto a eight by eight grid, and it will position aliens, and you have to defend certain places. So there'll be buildings, and there'll be certain, but you need to defend buildings and you will lose point off the island that you're on's power grid each time a building gets hit and there's ways of restoring that by protecting certain other buildings and there's upgrades you get as you go through and if you get to zero the run ends and so the entire premise of the game is that your characters are time travelers and you're trying to save this world so you do one island, beat a boss, do another island, beat a boss, and then you can go to the final level, or you can keep going to try and get more upgrades to up to four islands and then go to the final level. But when you die, you just sack it off, jump into a different timeline, and try again. Okay. Um, so it's, it's like run-based, almost like a roguelike, roguelike, roguelike kind of thing, which is a really cool idea. And then when your, your characters can die permanently, it's always the same person, but... They level up as you go through your run. How does that work with time travel? If someone dies in a well, because you because you would get the version of them that is still alive in a different timeline will go okay. into your new timeline. Let's okay. not do this. But the version of no, 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 it's totally Let's relevant. Not try and no, 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 it's actually it's actually totally relevant because like the version of them that was alive originally when you decided to start the beginning of the game, your characters decide to go back in time into a timeline okay. to try and save the world. Right, that timeline it goes wrong. You okay. fail the mission, so you go into a different timeline, same world, and try and save it, right? But yep. there's always the point at the beginning where there are those characters. Can't you just go back into a timeline when before the guys went back in time and be like, hey, guy, don't do this? No. And then he's alive. That's and... not an option. No, so they, there's always those people there. So if they die in one of the timelines, you can go back and get them again. But the version of them that has learned a load of things and you have upgraded through that timeline will die. So the character will permadeath and you will lose all their upgrades and start them from scratch. So it's time travel where you can only travel to a certain point in time. Yes. It's convenient for the game system. Yes, yeah. it's very convenient. <laughs> uh, anyway, that means like this, the premise for Into the Breach is kind of cool, especially if you like mm. Pacific Rim a lot, like I do. I do like Pacific Rim. Yeah. 
It's very cool. The, the thing that's really good about Into the Breach, though, is that unlike a lot of other tactical games, uh, especially like completely turn-based things, it gives you every single piece of information, which is where like the chess puzzle comparison comes oh, in. Oh, yeah, you know where your enemies are going to move, you, right? You can press a button and it will... You, you can press Alt and play on PC. So you press Alt and it will tell you exactly the order in which the enemies are going to act and exactly where they're going to do damage to and how much damage they're going to do to it. And they will always do that. So then there's a lot of moving, using, rather than just doing damage to the enemies, there's a lot of like putting your character in the way because your mechs can take a couple of hits. So probably your mech taking a hit is going to be better than a building taking a hit. But a lot of the mechs have like, and as you move through and hit certain achievements, you will like unlock new sets of mechs and you can build custom teams. Or there's like, there's like I want to say eight, but it might be 10 different teams of mechs, each with like three mechs. And some of them are like, oh, this, well, this team is all about freezing people and this team is all about damage and this team is all about being able to move in the way and hit take hits that kind of thing okay um and you can make your own custom teams which my understanding of usually goes badly but it's fun but a lot of the mechs have abilities which may do damage but a lot of it is about moving the other aliens around the board so you would move them so that they do damage to other aliens because they will always hit the one of them. You know, it's always going to swipe and hit one damage to the square in front of it, irrelevant of what's there. So ideally, nothing's there or another aliens there. So you can, there's a lot of moving things around the board, which is really really interesting. Mm. It's a lot of like staring at a screen, taking your time, and going, how can I clear? How can I not take any damage this turn? Mm. And you go, if I put kind of yeah, it's just like if I put that there, then this will go here then that'll happen. Then I will then... So you can move... Each of your mechs gets to do two things on each of their turns. So they can move and they can attack, basically, or use another ability if you've upgraded them a bit. And they all have different abilities. Some of them are more ranged, some of them are close combat, some of them push more, etc. But then... So you can always reset the move. So you can move each of your mechs and then attack with them. Or you could move and attack with one once it's attacked once. You can't move and undo anybody's move anymore once you've attacked. But you can move each of your three mechs and then go, actually, when I attack, this isn't going to work and put it all back. It'll let I, you remember, do that. I think it was uh, Tactics Ogre on PSP mm. had the ability to rewind a set number of turns if you mm. fucked it up. The thing yeah, they do give you is cool. they give you one yeah. get out of jail free. Yeah. So like each battle you do, you can reset the entire turn mm. once per yeah. battle. And it will like it like then that it leans into the fiction for it it's like a time wave and like someone will come over the steep like over your monitor being like did you feel that what the hell just happened <laughs> that's funny uh, i like the premise a lot <clears throat> but i also i like the gameplay it's really smart yeah they weave all the gameplay stuff into the the story in yeah. quite a smart way from the sounds of it it's, it sounds cool like i've i've bought it but not played it yet um it sounds like both the sort of novelty in comparison to other similar like grid-based tactics games is the size. They're all really small, right? It's, it's all, eight, it's by eight. eight by eight. But then some of them and have the, things. And, and then the, the placement thing as well. Seems yeah, like so the novelty thing. Some of, but then other, some of them will be like, oh, on this map. Cause and then they'll add in things like environmental things. You know, there's going to be a storm here in mm. these three grids on this desert. Like a sandstorm. Oh, okay. yeah. So for, the, for all of next turn, these three squares will be encompassed by a sandstorm and the rules are anyone in a sandstorm can't attack. Mm. So you might knock an enemy into that and that will cancel out their attack. Mm. Or on this map, each turn of uh, there's going to be an air raid. This is where it's going to hit this turn. So you mm. might knock something into that and then it will get damaged by the air raid. And there are some that are like, oh, 
there's the sea level is rising so as we move through the turn bits of the map will just be erased and you earn mm -hmm. the smaller map yeah. some enemies can go in water some enemies can't mm -hmm. so you'd be like well I'm going to knock this enemy here because then that wave's going to come in and kill it what consoles is it on? PC just PC just PC and it seems to have done really well so I, I would be very surprised if you don't see a Switch version they need to add other couple of things like I don't know how much there is to it if you don't just get really into messing with it yourself mm. like I've played a fair bit of it probably like three or four hours and got my head around it but like mm. I've I don't know how much more time I would put in myself. What they need is like a um, like a daily challenge would be really mm -hmm. great, but it's tricky to do that kind of thing on a PC. FTL ended up on phones and iPads and stuff, and it would be, again, perfect on a phone. could totally work. So if you did a, a Switch version or a, a phone version, it's like a tenner. Hmm. So yeah. like if they put it on iPhone, I would buy it tomorrow, mm. especially if they did some kind of like... Um, they're encouraging you to come back to it first. Yeah, like a, da like a, a thing with a daily challenge is something I would probably struggle to commit to on a PC just because mm -hmm. I don't spend most of my time we don't on really, my PC anyway. You like, don't, I only boot it up to play games on it. So. You don't dip into stuff on your PC, really. No, you like, I, I might boot it. Proper game. Like, it, it's so graphics, like, unintensive mm -hmm. that, like, I would boot it to run the daily challenge while I was waiting for my friends to jump on to play PUBG or something. But, mm -hmm. like, I'm not. You would make the effort for it. No, I wouldn't boot up my PC yeah. just to play it, but I would grab my Switch out of its dock, run the daily challenge, and put it back while I was waiting for my dinner to cook. Like, Well, speaking of cool PC strategy things that got ported to Switch, you've also been playing Darkest Dungeon. I have. As has Pete. As has Pete. Pete. Have you played a fair bit more of it than me. I played I a fair bit more on the Vita. Um, but now I've bought it again. The what? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you, you spoke and I just heard like a garbled noise clear about <laughs> Uh, so I got it on the Vita originally, which I played the version without any DLC, and mm. I really got into that. I played that for a couple of months, I mm. think, um, and now it's come out on Switch, and they had it at a discounted rate, and I thought, fuck it, yeah, I'll double dip. So I did, uh -huh. um, and I'm enjoying it a whole lot more. Like the yeah. the system seems to be made. It's weird. The Vita had a touchscreen, mm -hmm. but they don't seem to have really thought about how it would work on that yeah and i they have like, done that on the switch i feel like a not a lot of thought went into various things about the vita quite possibly but <laughs> um yeah it's like um i don't know if any of you guys have played it or from it i know well i know I, I kickstarted it oh really it's out, yeah um but please give us a brief overview of how the game works i've played it for the listeners like, at home we've all played it might yeah. not like it probably. yeah I, we'll I have thoughts about the dlc okay pete give us like the quicker like pitch of what Darkest Dungeon is and how it plays so and you stuff. Not so much that you create a party, but you bring a party together to adventure into various, not necessarily dungeons, but there is a, mm -hmm. a there particular is a, darkest dungeon which you will eventually uh, explore, mm -hmm. but you explore the areas around that, which used to, the darkest dungeon, darkest estate, used mm -hmm. to be owned by your family and something went horribly, horribly mm -hmm. wrong. In a Lovecraftian way. Yes. And then uh, use some people to try and sort things out, and and it's it's like a side scroll. It's well, it's weird, isn't it? It's, it's, it's like a roguelike like, side scroller, but the map is top down. Yeah, but so then the in-game bit will be left to right, and you'll have it's party order is very important, and and things like that. It's turn-based. Yeah, battles. yeah. But the, I think the main mechanic is that the fact is the stress system. Yeah, so it's the the Lovecraftian element is that you your characters can get stressed and go in. Saying, yeah, or can sometimes get or get super horny or yeah, get or suicidal or, or sometimes they or go when mm, they crack, I love being crazy. 
Or yeah. when they crack, they go. It goes well for them sometimes, and they yeah, yeah. reinforce, and everyone gets a buff. It, the, those yeah. always work with the classes as well. So you mm. got like the the paladin will suddenly become really sort of it, righteous and be like, "We can all do this." Yeah, like, it's it's so it's they. Uh, that's just one another like system running alongside like in like fighting and getting hurt, isn't it? Is yeah. that you also have like basically no? It's not quite. Is there a sanity meter in the yeah. same way? There is a literal sanity meter, right? Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's a two to two hundred, and that can be affected uh, by that can uh, be affected by like fighting, and also like you have to relight a torch because you're exploring dark environments, so you have to keep relighting that as well. And sometimes you run out of torches, and you have to balance between like uh, yeah. torches and so the meters yeah. uh, up to two hundred. When it's mm. hundred, they crack and. Or they could potentially get yeah. bolstered in some yeah. form. Yeah. It doesn't happen. If it gets to yeah. two hundred, that they're at very high risk of yeah. they just a heart die. attack. Just die. having a heart attack and dying. When you get yeah. to two hundred, I thought they just dropped out. I think it's like incredibly high okay. chance, like ninety five percent chance just, like, they're gonna they die. Mostly do, yeah. And it's got a cool like the. I mean, the aesthetic is just like my the other, isn't it? Yeah, oh my guy, that's what it looks like. Um, so what what's the what are the benefits of playing on the Switch? Do you think like they've actually. Thought about it having a touch screen. Mm-hmm. Like the mm-hmm. from what I remember on the Vita one, obviously the Vita had a back touch screen as well, but you didn't. Obviously, really... we all knew that. You use yeah. the extra tri- you use the extra triggers on the Switch, right? Yeah, or you can actually just drag and drop on it. Yeah. I don't remember the Vita having that. It seems that you could press oh, it. Oh, like for your party order. And yeah, you can drag and drop party members around. You can click on the side menu to go to certain parts of the town. Mm-hmm. Whereas on the Vita one, it was like you could tap something to select something and then use the buttons to interact. Okay, with it. I can see how that would work. Which is well. a bit more back and forth. Yeah. Whereas yeah. the Switch one actually feels like the, the PC one where you could use the mouse more user friendly. Yeah. yeah, I'm getting my hang, hang of the, um, the actual controls. Yeah. I think yeah. using the touch screen. But Sean, like, you mentioned that they recently did a new patch, which I makes haven't it easier to read. I mean, I've, neither, I've but patched it, but I haven't haven't been back to it. But they they said they've gone out of their way to redesign the US UI on the Switch version recently, especially on the handheld version, so it's easier to read because mm-hmm. a lot of that text is, especially when you're looking at like details of how much damage you're going to do and the, yeah. the abilities, mm-hmm. what they do and stuff. A lot of that text is very small. And I'm like, I'm a big fan of Fire Emblem. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I like the the tension in battles where someone who, a character you've invested a lot of time into developing, something might go horribly wrong and then you've just lost them. Mm-hmm. And obviously on Fire Emblem you can just restart it and try again. But on Darkest Dungeon, it's if not. someone dies, yeah. they're gone. Mm-hmm. And the loading screen, I believe, in recommends like, if this when happens, it, when it boots, just just stick with the it. First yeah. thing you get it's a big part like, of the experience. People are going to die, deal with it. Like, yeah. and you can up, But you can upgrade the thing that brings them in. Yes. So to like very briefly touch, I, I've also been playing a load of XCOM 2, and I recently just re- rage quit out of my first campaign, because unlike Into the Breach, which does is very much like a, we're going to give you everything you need to know, mm-hmm. and you're going to work out the puzzle, and this game is not going to fuck you over, that's not why this is here, mm. right? When Darkest Dungeon fucks you over, and it does... I very rarely, with the exception of the Crimson, the, the two times I've tried to visit the DLC area, which says it's level one, but both mm. times a large crocodile has destroyed yes. my entire level three party <laughs> in a way where, like, last time I got the first, second time I got fairly close, but still, like, it can just heal itself. Ah, that seems it like just hides bullshit. behind reeds and just yeah, exactly, it's bullshit. You. you can't destroy the reeds. I didn't like it. I don't like it at all. And like, I like, but I like the vampire mechanic a lot. Mm. Um, but. When that game fucks you over in its dungeons, it kind of feels like in worlds, and mm-hmm. you can. It's they've done some really good stuff with some of the difficulty levels, and it's much easier to get players back up to like level two or three than it is in XCOM. XCOM just fucks you over out of nowhere, and like also it doesn't feel like the things that are random are actually random. Right. Okay. Like I've played, I've got bored of some missions and just save scummed my way through it. Mm. Played them out slightly differently, 
and enemies have made equally insane shots to kill mm. my characters and done loads of damage. And I like, and then once you lose a load of good players in XCOM, you're fucked because yeah, yeah. like XCOM Two has Things this thing where without the aliens. So like, the second XCOM Two is that the aliens now control Earth and you're fighting back as like a resistance force. Yeah, and they have this thing called the Avatar Project that they're working on. And when the red bar gets to the top, you have 10 turns to do something about it. I haven't quite got to the top, mm. but like the game has fail states mm. in a way that Darkest Dungeon doesn't. Yeah. Or inter- and Interbreach does have fail states, but because of the way it works, it doesn't matter because mm. sometimes you will just suck it up. But like, because it has fail states, when I'm getting fucked over and losing my entire party, because my characters miss shots that had 95% hit rates, mm-hmm. and then enemies hit me from miles away when I couldn't even see them. And certain abilities just don't... I don't know, that sounds like Sour Grapes to me, Sean. I remember playing like, the original... It does, it does, the, the, the thing that Darkest Dungeon does is also... It, it it fucks you over enough for it to be annoying, but not, like, game-breaking. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this sounds like the you, truth, just, yeah. you just abandon a run but, in but, XCOM but and go out to start again. The stuff, that, the stuff that you do want to know in Darkest Dungeon, like, mechanically, mm-hmm. it surfaces it all absolutely fine. Like, you can find out information about enemies that tells you exactly what their abilities are yeah. and, and what they do if you mm-hmm. want it. And once you know what you're doing, yeah. you can just destroy stuff. Yeah, I have so no problem easy. going through like level one and two medium dungeons with yeah. my level two or three party now, even though my that party is not even mm-hmm. over leveled for that area. Mm-hmm. It's just I'm much better at the game, mm-hmm. and and so you going through and a huge it, part of that is party composition. Yeah, exactly. Like so you, understanding the game again. Whereas, mm-hmm. yeah, there's only four classes where I am at XCOM, so there's no party composition on a five party team. You take two assault classes and one of the rest, like. You could take two healers if it was going to be harder, but like realistically, there isn't too much you could do with party composition there. And like, I don't know, like there'll be things like some, of, and it doesn't surface the abilities in the same way. Like I've had cases where my character has been mind controlled. That happened four or five times. I'm like fair enough, whatever. I know how to deal with this. I kill the thing that's mind controlling it. I get my character back. Fine. And in the way it does it, it, it on the, its turn, the enemy will mind control your character, right? That's that they don't get control of that character that turn right you have a turn to deal with it mm-hmm. or so i thought until i was 10 hours into a campaign one of the mind controlled my character from across the map and that on that turn that character just turned around and shot someone <laughs> but, right, I, but, okay. it, but it had happened to me five or six times throughout the rest of the campaign and at no point that. had my character like not even like moved under their control mm-hmm. or my character on every time had done nothing so i was like okay the way this works is i get a turn to try and do something about this yeah but you mm-hmm. don't. On this, on this, you just turn around and kill my best character, at which point I rage quit my campaign. So you've got the classic thing there between Darkest Dungeon and XCOM 2, where one is difficult in a way that's fair and you understand when you fuck up, whereas XCOM just yeah. sticks you over. I which like, is... Darkest Dungeon does fuck you over, but I feel like yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah, it builds, it into, the, um, yeah, it builds yeah, yeah. it into the narrative that it's the... telling enough for it to not be a problem, and it makes it fairly easy for you to upgrade where mm. your characters are coming from, so you can start getting high-level characters. I think the most I... Got messed up on like was one of my characters cracked and he just became really greedy. And whenever I encountered new items, oh, which I, and he needed some healing stuff, he would just go and grab it himself. Mm-hmm. And like it's all for me. I think. Like, oh great! I, I think, don't get those things to upgrade my town. It's well. annoying that stuff. But like, yeah, I but think it's they manageable. Do, they, it's manageable, it? and they do the writing in that game is so strong. Yes, that they managed to make that like funny. Mm. Um, I think that yeah, I think I think a lot of the writing and the, the f- like the flavor of the whole thing is fantastic. Yeah. Mike, you don't like it? <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> um, no, I don't dislike it. I, I appreciate it. It seems really like 
the, the art style is great. The mm. writing is great. It, uh, I just, I've not spent that much time with it, and I found the difficulty, the initial difficulty curve, to be really extreme. Just what just difficulty did you select? Instantly, just like felt really underleveled and underprepared for everything, and mm. in a way where, you know, in some games, I feel like. We've all, played you, you play, games. we've all played Souls games, we've all played Bloodborne, you know, you go into the first area of Bloodborne, you get your ass kicked a few times and that teaches you, And but in this mm. I just didn't feel like anything I was doing was making any difference and I was just getting my ass kicked in every dungeon and my mm. characters will, were just dying. I will yeah. say, yeah, like, yeah, I see that. one more big thing for the comparison between XCOM that I was raising is totally mm. relevant to that, which is that XCOM charges you in-game, like, the currency that you're accumulating, mm. you have to go around and either do missions or... But, or at the very least sit over like a supply drop for six days worth of stuff and bear in mind obviously all the time that red bar is going up so days is <laughs> matters to get supplies and you need supplies to buy soldiers at the very least darkest dungeon is really smart with that in that yeah okay you might get fucked up but mm. there's going to be three people and you can increase the amount of people that will come in every turn by upgrading your coach you're going to get a pile more new people so mm. worst case scenario you end up with a load of low level people no. which yeah. is better than yeah. the XCOM thing where it like you're like oh hang on but now I have yeah, yeah. six people three of them are gravely wounded so I have three people but I have no money because mm. the mission went to shit and I'm sure the hardest so now difficulty on Darkest Dungeon the, the main thing that adds is a time limit to how many weeks yeah it's fail space yeah. Okay. I would have appreciated I really like the low difficulty I think it's really smart I'm on the medium yeah that makes sense I would have appreciated maybe a, a I might have played it on a normal difficulty, which is probably my own fault then, but mm. I, yeah, I would have appreciated a, a longer breaking in period where it let me get to grips yeah, with the yeah, mechanics, yeah. where I was it, it, immediately, the first dungeon I went in, my characters were dying, I and, think, and I was just like, like, I don't think I get this game. Completely replaceable. I think the thing... They are, I think but the it's thing still, I'm not earning I, I, enough money to do anything to big, upgrade them. Or I can see why you'd bounce off that yeah. really hard, like if you... It was your first time and you didn't know about any... Well, because you don't, do you? You stop. But yeah. you don't know about any of these systems or anything. You just play it and go, this seems too hard. Yeah. yeah. A big a big thing for me, and it was totally a thing I just had to get over in Darkest Dungeon. So I played it briefly on the PS4 and was like, yeah, cool. Mm. I'm not sure if this is a sofa game, though. Mm. Well, maybe one day I'll get it on the PC and I ended up buying it in the Steam sale for like four quid because obviously mm-hmm. I did and then I bought it on Switch anyway. Mm-hmm. So I played it on Switch, but like one of the things I ended up... I, and I got... Whatever reason, I'm enjoying it more Mm. on a sofa now and I do like it like Pete said with the touch controls on, yeah. the, on the go because um, it's very good for that one of the things I ended up just having to get over to actually properly get into it this time because mm-hmm. I had struggled beforehand was like I talked about Final Fantasy X and how much I like its combat system on this podcast before right and because the, the big thing about that combat system is that mm. it's almost like a puzzle because you know exactly the order yeah Dark Dungeon yeah. doesn't give you an order. It is based on our speed random stat number. plus a random dice roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So each like turn. each turn, yeah. it will re- when the number of the top ticks over, it re-rolls for everybody, including all the enemies, and it's the speed stat plus a D8, like, right? Initiative yeah. basically. But it doesn't tell you like that. Every turn. It doesn't tell you what it no. rolled. Yeah, yeah. So you can't stack up attacks in the same way. You can't plan ahead. You have to yeah. reactive rather than yeah, There's an element t- of randomness to it, and that's that's, that's the randomness. I like. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I like. I, I'm into it now. Mm. but I, it's very hard I can appreciate the thing is your characters get stressed being one of the main mechanics when you return <laughs> to like the town management screen you can see the the guy who manages the town mm. like his head in his hands like yes. he's about yeah, to scream yeah. and then your turn order being randomly selected like that 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 is kind of stressful so like yeah, the, the general meta. theme of the game. You're being, also being stressed out. Yeah, by, yeah, I can really appreciate. But that. also, I can see why um, you might not necessarily want to play a game where the main function of it is to stress you out. 
Yeah. <laughs> My leisure activity. I'm going to play a game. Oh, this game wants me to be fucking stressed. Okay. I might try it again on the lowest difficulty and see uh, if you, I can make a game. You, the bigger try. things about the lowest difficulty is that you just level much faster and the resources aren't quite as hard. So um, <laughs> I have had cases where I would f- spend a load of money on like a medium quest or mm-hmm. go into the court, fuck the whole thing up. But because the way the difficulty works is that the combat is exactly the same. Mm-hmm. They don't mess with that. Mm-hmm. But you get more gold so just going and doing another very easy run back to, and taking the opportunity to level a lot of characters up mm. was enough to put me back in a decent gold position which is what you need to buy the resources to go when you go into mm-hmm. the longer missions you're going to need that gold but like on the lower difficulty you get the ability to go right okay well fuck it I'm going to grab three low level people I'm going to take them one of my high level guys into a bottom level dungeon I'm going to level them up and at the same time just make a fuckload of money and it uh, gives yeah. you that opportunity to do that and then at the same time you can mess because there's so many random classes but you have to get your head around. There must be 10, 15 different classes. I wouldn't I don't say know how many Bob is like standard archetypes either. Like, no, no. Yeah, yeah, he's, a character. he's a leper. Yeah, you're yeah, like, oh, that's his that. character class. Yeah, so he's a leper. Yeah, yeah so some man. of them are like, yeah. okay, yeah, this one's the healer. Uh, or this one's the range. But then one. there's the other healer who can actually harm your body. Yeah, there's a lot of variation. Yeah, he rolls a dice when he attacks, yeah. and sometimes he heals you for like four times more than this your regular healer's ever going to do. But, but sometimes he kills people, and now that now your character's bleeding. Like, yeah, so I think I think it it does the, the the lower difficulty I would really recommend for anyone struggling to get into it because I think I think it's a really nice balance because the combat will still fuck you over just as mm-hmm. hard so it doesn't feel like you're just like you're flying through those dungeons. Yeah. If you want a good XCOM game, get Mario Rabbids. I played Mario Rabbids. Great, it's good. Yeah. It's I really kind of bored, but it's good. Yeah, same. Well, speaking of difficulty and things like that, and to give Mike an opportunity to speak. Celeste is a good game, isn't it? Oh, I'm in love with Celeste at the minute, yeah. It's really, Tell really good. Tell us about Celeste. I didn't realise you were playing it, I so I'm going to have to kind of temper my talking about it because of spoilers. Story-wise, yeah. Um, but all I'll say about the story is it, it goes places that I didn't expect okay. uh, in a really, really positive way. And, oh, cool. Um, it, it's a lot more in-depth than it, it looks on the, on the mm. surface. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which is fantastic. Uh, the gameplay is really, really tight, really mm-hmm. addictive. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the core mechanic is that of almost almost Zelda like uh, as you progress through the levels mm. you you get a new ability yeah. and that is kind of the crux of that level well it's, it's metroidvania isn't it yeah well, i've not really played no. that many metroid right. games okay. but, but I, that's metroid is you is it yeah, yeah. right fair enough the reference it's... for me like zelda where you know at the start yeah, of a dungeon it'll give you a bonus oh you've got a bomb now you're yeah. probably going to use this at some point every variation of bomb puzzles is explored mm. it's slightly non-linear in that there are, you, there are side rooms where you can there's go ex- and there's do, exploration like, isn't there yeah, there's yeah. a slight bit of exploration but the exploration almost always results in oh you can get a strawberry <laughs> here's another berry or yeah. a, t- or a um, b-side tape that you, you can notice find. that thing doesn't it tell you mm. some like you can get the strawberries. No one of one of the loading that. screen so, things is you can get them. You don't have to. Yeah, yeah it's like just, you don't get anything for them. It's just collect you know collectibles. Don't feel obliged. And mm-hmm. it, like the game's quite meta in that way. It's mm-hmm. just like it knows that you know you, you don't need to do this. Please, it's almost encouraging you. Don't get caught up collecting the strawberries mm-hmm. because we want you to appreciate the game as yeah. well. Which which uh, that's why there's the assist mode as well, right? Yeah, which is the, the mode where. What, how does the assist mode work? Not actually is it just it. it just very easy, or do you just watch the game or something? I don't no, really know. Yeah. It's basically it's, it's designed to 
it's so that if you find it too hard, you can just like put this on and enjoy the story or whatever without having is, to like struggle with the puzzles. And it things. is really challenging. Like, it is, but, I, but but in a fair way, I think. Yeah, no. Again, it, it's it's it teaches you how to do these puzzles, and and mm. I've never come across a puzzle room where I I, I can see exactly what I need to do, mm. and every mm. time I do it, I get a little bit further, and mm. then I'll die. Like the the latest level I've just done, I think is like the sixth or seventh like main mission, mm-hmm. um, and. It, it, unbelievably challenging I think I died like 270 times because <laughs> yeah, yeah. uh, it gives you a little count at yeah, the end when yeah. you die uh, and you go, Ooh, that many times <laughs> yeah. in that in that respect it, it also reminded me a lot of Super Meat Boy yes um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, in the, especially the, the aesthetic of it you know mm-hmm. side scrolling mm-hmm. room based you know you do a room and you'll keep repeating and repeating and it just boots you straight back to the beginning of that room mm-hmm. Uh, and it's mostly platform challenges but mm-hmm. as I say every level gives you a new like the one I've just done you, you get um a feather, and the feather allows you mm. to fly a short distance. Okay. In a kind of like Gallagher way, right? Fly yeah, around yeah. wherever you want, which yeah. is cool, and it and it adds a new level, new layer to these puzzles. And it's you're playing it thinking there's only so many ways that this this mm. game can allow me to traverse these rooms, mm. but it always seems to surprise me. Mm. Um, the assist mode sounds really cool. So you can cool. edit the game speed. You okay. can toggle whether or not you have infinite uh, stamina. You can toggle air dashes. So I'm assuming you could, it doesn't. The thing I'm looking at doesn't say how, but you could edit. To have like infinite, infinite your air dashes yeah. okay, wow. to be, or you yeah. can change you can put yourself as invincible like, right, all okay. a separate toggles so it isn't just on or off that's really good yeah. it completely yeah. seems like you that's can just really customise really the game as you want mm. and it seems like the developers have been really cool about it and just, well, just yeah, like if you want this we've put it if, if this is going to make you enjoy a game grand if they've not, crafted a beautiful story and they feel like it should be told and wait. that can't be understated the other thing I feel like we should, we should talk about is the mm. soundtrack Oh, it's amazing. I love a good game it's soundtrack. Uh, really and good. Celeste is one of the best yeah, yeah. I've heard in many years. I, I played a level through at yours last weekend. And mm-hmm. even then, mm-hmm. I was just like, yeah, the score here is real good. I mean, it's it's all kind of 8-bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very... But like, it's, it's almost like bits of like transient sounds in it and stuff as well. Like, it's not just like part of that wave of people making things that sound like Stranger Things or like <laughs> or John yeah. Carpenter soundtracks. Or like, it, it feels say. like there's something more to it than that. Um, so the thing that I liked about Celeste is that um, none of the puzzles feel insurmountable. They feel like every time you play through it, you have, uh, it feels like every puzzle is you learn a bit more about it each time and then you know how you're supposed to approach it. It's a super me boy thing. The su- yeah, that, that, I like that design mm-hmm. because it's so fast. Every time you die, it's instantly just mm-hmm. going, and you, and you learn, learn a back little bit more information and you go, oh, okay, I need to do this this time. And then it does teach you it, as you go. It um, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. You mm. should buy it. I almost wish it had a. I don't know, like I said, I play like ten minutes, right? One level. Mm-hmm. Does it have like a cancel yourself button? No, you just have to die. It's super yeah. easy to kill yourself. Yeah, because there's just obstacles everywhere. In Bloodborne, because it's free on PS Plus. So have we all gone back into it, or is it? I think we've all had a bit of a dive yeah. back into yeah, it. I've I went back and picked about. it where I was at. Yeah. Um, I am on my new game plus save that I ended up platinum, platinum, platinuming. It's no. almost like that word's not supposed to be. A, it's almost like it's not a real word. I, <laughs> I saved. I got the platinum trophy on last year because mm-hmm. I had to finish off the Chalice Dungeons was my last one. So I've got like basically the back half the game to do. I went back to <laughs> that and did like Mikolash and cracked on with where I was at the DLC on that. So I did Maria and then been helping Pete out with 
his attempt to get the platinum trophy. Yeah, because um, I've still not finished it. I'm sort of dipping in and out of it and mm-hmm. trying to chip away at it. Um, I think I've had a number of occasions where I feels like the chalice dungeons are, which are completely optional mm-hmm. parts of it. Yeah, it feels like those are made to not be done by one player. Like some of the the obstacles they put on your way, like the ones where your health is less than half what it the normally. The whole dungeon in Defile Chalice Dungeon is hard it's and either, not in a fun way. It's either made with the fact that you need to get assistance or they just haven't put any thought into how that works and will just... It, mm. Yeah, no, that's the thing. It, like, my problem with the Chalice Dungeon is that Chalice Dungeon, I don't mind them generally. I think they're fun co-op experiences yeah. and I think co-op in that game is really good. Uh, like a lot better than a lot of people gave it credit for maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, my problem with the Defile Chalice Dungeon, which is like the I think technically maybe the sixth one you need to do if you want the trophy, because yeah. it's one of the one the main five and the final boss that you get the trophy for beating is the, in the end of the main five. So you do yeah. have to do it if you want the trophy. Um, its mechanic is physical damage does half as much, health vials heal half as much, and you have half as much health and half as much stamina. <laughs> elemental damage remains unchained by the way everything in these dungeons does fire damage so obviously you can just go and bolt a load of fire runes in that fixes that problem or lightning runes so you can fix that problem but the health thing is like oh these bosses are going to kill you in two hits or well, one of them just hits you for one and then you're dead yeah exactly yeah. Like, and there's nothing you can do about it because I was playing that uh, and because of the chalice dungeons at that point especially if you're doing it on new game plus like it, those things those, those chalice dungeons Poor out echoes. Yeah. But you're, you're running at like level. Bear in mind, you probably finished Bloodborne even if you're not incredible at it, like a level 70, 80 character. Mm-hmm. I'm doing the Chalice Dungeons at level 140, 150, and the right. wild is still fucked. <laughs> okay. It just feels. It felt cheap. It's in like, so someone thought that you said exactly what you said. Someone thought that we could do this for a Chalice Dungeon. Someone implemented it, and then they didn't really think yeah. about it any more than that. Or maybe like in. Um, I always remember the story of. Catherine, the puzzle game, mm-hmm. and they realised that the difficulty mode on that was completely imbalanced because the QA testers got too good at it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Then yeah, it was yeah. too difficult to really uh-huh. finish off properly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you can't, you don't feel like you can learn how the bosses operate because mm. you'll encounter this new one and it'll like, it'll do some a brief animation of like half a second mm. and then it's doing something. You're dead. Which is against the spirit of the rest of Bloodborne. And you don't feel like you're learning. Is that you? It's difficult, but you learn and you can. Because it's not like you can it. just it click. work in the same way. Yeah, it's, it's not like you can just click retry. Yeah, You've got yeah, to yeah. go back to the like yeah. the way where you're gonna maybe go and restore your gear and mm-hmm. get some extra yeah, stuff. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the final boss of the Defile Chalice Dungeon is Amygdala, and like it seems like in your Bloodborne communities and stuff that like the the, the, the debate about which the hardest boss in there when looking at getting the platinum is is between amygdala and defiled uh-huh. or watchdog of the old lords which is the boss that's the one i always struggle for it most, yeah. mm-hmm. i didn't struggle that much with watchdog but amygdala gave me fucking nightmares uh, but like and it's really interesting to say that like it's against the spirit of the thing but actually of all the bosses in bloodborne that was the one i did the most like i'm gonna study the living shit out of the animations <laughs> on this thing because i know if it hits me i lose yeah, yeah. so i like i did it and like I just, hours and hours and hours the first two phases of that boss fight I reckon I could still do to this day without getting hit so like, oh it's doing this animation <laughs> right so that's hits. one dodge back one dodge forward and right and two hits right I was just doing it like that and I was getting it down to a third health without getting touched and then it would do one random jump attack that's pretty much impossible to 
predict exactly where that she's going to yeah. land because mm. you're in such a tiny room that the camera just spins out when you try and look for it. Which again makes you think maybe they've not thought. About yeah, because it just seems like oh, she yeah. doubles the doubles the reach of her basic attacks. So now actually, because of the size of this room, you can't dodge them unless you're directly underneath it. Which is a crapshoot. Like mm-hmm. it might. Yeah, it totally is. It totally is. But you did it. I did it because I did the third phase by just going. Well, what I'm going to have to do is stand directly underneath her, try and fudge it with the um, the frame, the invincibility frame on the roll. So she roll, she jumps. You roll it exa- if you roll it exactly the right time. When she lands, she'll land during your invincibility frame, mm. uh, and then just wail on her okay. while she's near you. But you did it. I did. Do it. And I bet that was a good feeling. No, actually not. <laughs> no, like not in the way that beating like a brighter song that was, yeah, or okay. beating any of the other ones on that yeah. was. It like it was just kind of like thank well, fuck, I guess finally I've that's done over. It. Yeah, I because felt it, that because the well. cheap thing with the game where it's halved your health is it was like that took me like six hours of my life. But if I'd had all my health, which I have fucking worked for, mm. right? I have ground my way through those dungeons mm. and beaten all those bosses and do, like you know whatever. I worked to get that much health. I spent my character and it's just halved it. Mm. Right. If I'd had that, I'd have done it in twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a feeling. The, the problem is that she can kill you in two hits. It's not that she's. The feeling right. I had after you helped me beat it was like, oh, good. Now I can go back to enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a. Sl- it was a. It was frustrating. I, yeah. I think there's moments in the group chat where all of them are just like, yeah, I'm not. I'm, this isn't fun. That's like, not. Fuck it. Mm. I hate it. Mm-hmm. I don't the, like it. The one after is really good though. The the final boss is really interesting. Okay. Mechanically, yeah, she, she's really interesting. Thing. It's fucked up. It's real fucked up. Okay. Well, that's quite yeah. key story lore, isn't it? The last that, boss they, is, that they bury in an entirely optional, the last almost is, impossible to the last get boss to is section of the game. Hugely story. She's mm-hmm. not difficult. It's probably one of the easiest bosses, especially in the back end of the Charles Dungeons. Um, but getting to it, getting to it's a nightmare. Is the is the difficult? Yeah, part, absolutely. Yeah. And doing it is hugely story relevant. Mm-hmm. Really, like more so than maybe even some of the like the main the base game bosses. That mm-hmm. wouldn't surprise me. Seeing as some of them are just a bit wider. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, it was an interesting choice for PS Plus because what were the other ones that came out that month? Was that the month of Ratchet and Clank? Yeah. And, and basically what the reason that there was a high quality of games is that they announced also that there's not going to be PS3 or Vita games included in the in the monthly free games that you get for being subscribed to PS Plus. And, well, and the price and so the, much, and the, but the price isn't changing or anything. So you are technically getting it's a, less it's, for the same amount of money. They're still doing PS3 until next year, right? Is it that? Is that what? Yeah, I think they okay. said they cut off next but, March. Um, it felt very much like they were like, "Hey, look at these great games, guys." Also, by the way, <laughs> I think they, they what were, was that? Bloodborne. <laughs> they were quite safe to give Bloodborne away because I think. Oh yeah, oh, yeah anyone yeah. that had that much interest in playing it had already Has bought it. Right, it had been out that long, it. and it was you know they, that, yeah. they'd made more money on Bloodborne um, than they expected. To. Mm-hmm. I totally yeah. don't blame anyone for looking at any of the From games and being like, "I'm not paying money for that." Like, but I, I might, give it a try. I might be into it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the thing. It's a good choice of that because there's plenty of people who've been like, "Ah, oh, no, mm. I'm not paying money." I, you know, I. <laughs> No one has that much money. I'm not, I'm not throwing money on a game that I might hate out yeah, of the box. Yeah. And you're like, okay, great. That makes perfect sense, but it's free play. There but, are quite yeah. a few people on a, on a group that I'm part of on Facebook that mm. picked it up um, because it was free. And oh, right. people that they follow on the internet play it. And mm-hmm. they thought, oh, I'll give this a go. And you can see just the kind of chart of people that are like, what is this? <laughs> why, why is this? Why do you people do this to yourselves? <laughs> this is so difficult. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there are people that it was almost aimed at. It's just like, look, 
Give it a try. Give it a go, yeah. yeah. They've got another one of these coming. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Maybe yeah, you'll buy that one. Amazingly, they've not, still not officially announced it. Um, so the other one that month was Ratchet and Clank, mm-hmm. which I've played briefly, got a little bit bored of. Mm. Uh, I, I used to work in a job where I was able to borrow games, so I, mm. I, I only had it for a week, and it wasn't long enough uh, for me to sort of play enough of it to warrant buying it. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was clearly masterfully made and it was, it was mechanically a fantastic game. So I picked that up again and mm-hmm. I played a lot more of it. And again, I'm thoroughly enjoying Ratchet and Clank. And this was the... It's like a remake of the first game, isn't it? But it's basically like they put loads of... It's a remake it's really knows different. it's a remake. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's one of the beauties of it is they've added a lot of new cutscenes into it and a lot mm-hmm. of new content. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's not just frame for frame remake like... Yeah say Crash Bandicoot was mm-hmm. it's it's a remake where you know it, it will constantly reference the fact that it is a remake right um, and you know the idea is that it's that the villain of the game is retelling the story from his prison oh is cell. that that's funny um, I didn't know that was the setup yeah cool. so he's, he tells it and then to one of the other villains to one of the other villains and he's narrating it as you're going right so throughout the story he will you know you'll be running through a level and he'll say and then Ratchet hit the the, the crates <laughs> I will say it's a weird decision because mm. that character being a villain a is a twist. Yeah, it's a so spoiler we're for the deep into Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going to go my way to spoil it. Uh, you know, that game's been out 15 years or whatever it is. So, like, you know, if you haven't played Ratchet and Clank. I was still planning on it. I never okay. thought of it like that. But, but, but yeah, totally, that's like, true. And I'm going to watch The Sixth Sense as well. <laughs> It's there's a great like the way it, other things it does is mm. uh, you see you meet a character and in the first I never played the original it's been mm. too long since I, I did but mm. when you say goodbye to him he, he sort of says oh, I'll see you in the next remake yeah <laughs> just little things like that that you just yeah. like oh, this it's is funny. a game that's aware it's a game <laughs> and I, I really liked it and mm. it looks cause it's one of the best looking games yeah, on the PlayStation beautiful yes absolutely beautiful yeah. like it, the frame footage. rate is so smooth yeah. the animations are beautiful mm-hmm. i'd be very surprised they, if sony didn't announce they, ratchet and clank 2 remake yes yeah, so yeah. maybe i mean they did a load of other things bear in mind that it's made the remake is insomniac as well they've got they, spider-man coming so they don't, i don't stuff. think we will get a two i mean because mm. 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 yes. totally. i think ratchet and clank is their property it's not sony property because it's been on xbox right is it the, ori- the original that. three oh, were okay. playstation anyway it's like crash um, the, the thing that's interesting with it is that they put in weapons from other games. I like they the got more ex- one. Yeah, so that's not the first game, I don't think, originally. Is it not? No, uh, the Disco Ball definitely isn't. Yeah, that was good fun. Uh, and the weapon tree system is completely new. That wasn't in the first games either. So, like, the upgrading weapons is It's totally almost a reimagining new. Yeah, rather yeah. than a remake. I think a remake's probably... There's a lot more to it, because mm. the areas have got a lot more mm. going on as well, and... It's almost like a remake in movie terms rather than game terms. It's interesting. They did material. <laughs> Yeah, but, wouldn't that. <laughs> but in terms of you take the source material and you do something different with it rather than the game version of Remake, which is we've remade the game and put shinier graphics on it. It's interesting that. that they're marketing Final Fantasy VII as a, as a remake. Like, really hammering home, remake, remake, mm-hmm. remake. Uh, when it's not, really, is it? It's, it's more like Ratchet and Clank. It's going to be a real It's a different thing with, like, different It's its own thing entirely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, that's yeah. the thing that you, yeah. get, you can tell on Ratchet and Clank, right, is that, like, they didn't call it... Ratchet and Clank remade. No, it's or just Ratchet course, and Clank remade. It's just Ratchet and Clank. Reboot. All these different reworks. Yeah. <laughs> re- well, it's, it's, it's a remake. It's, it's a sort of a remake. It's definitely a reboot, but it's a reimagining of, of a uh, 
retro games. Words don't have meanings anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but it's totally. a um, two fantastic games from Sony, and it kind of ties into this whole thing. But like, you've got a lot of these things now. Yeah, so what you were saying about Bloodborne, people wouldn't necessarily want to spend money on a game that they think is going to be really tough. But I think we're increasingly getting to a point where you don't necessarily have to drop a ton of money on a game because you have things like PS Plus, you have the Humble Vault. That mm, Humble you. Bundle Monthly is what it's, it's their right, thing. Okay. And if you pay that, you also get access to the vault. Yeah, yeah. I haven't used that yet. But like, basically, there's another pile of games that you can download if you pay mm. for it, and they're yours as long as you keep paying for it. There's like 20 games in there, but are they DRM free? I don't really know how they stop me just stopping paying it and keeping it. I need to mess with that. It looks like both Torchlight games are in there. They're great games. They are good. And we also have, uh, recently we had the launch of Twitch Prime, which Amazon bought Twitch like a year ago, a few years ago, and they've Twitch Prime was already like, you had some extra Twitch stuff, you got like loot and occasional like free games and stuff. Now they've just launched a thing that works just like PS Plus and Humble Bundle Monthly, where just every month it's just like, here's some games as long as you it's subscribe like, to Twitch Prime which is basically like if you have an Amazon Prime thing you get a bunch of games the first month was what Super Hot uh, Mr. DM, Shifty DMC uh, The Devil May Cry Hulk. the original mm. Devil May Cry HD mm. not DMC um, and, and, and all the good stuff and this month it's like uh, what was in this month Steam will Dig 2 and uh, there's something else cool in there as well. I guess the the negative with the Twitch thing, I suppose, is that you have to use their launcher, which isn't yeah. So they have their own. It's not as good as platform, Steam, but that's mm. they're gonna start selling games through because they're owned by Amazon. Yeah, of course they are. Like it's it's a naked grab, but um. So yeah, the first month they had Super Hot. Have we all played Super Hot here? Yes. Have you not played Super Hot, mate? Ah, uh, it's wicked. It's, <laughs> it's, it's real good. Yeah, yeah so it on the Switch. But you know. But you know the the premise, don't you? It's, it's yeah, it's, it's a turn-based first-person. Well, yeah, it's, it's not quite turn-based. It's time moves when you move, so you get dropped into situations. It's first-person, and you kind of have to figure out where the best place is for you to be. So, so you move, and as every time you move, the other people move, including like bullets move, and you can see bullets slowly coming towards you, so, so you can get out of the way. Bernard's Watch, the game. <laughs> yeah, basically. It's, story it's, Bernard's Watch. it's not your grandpappy's Bernard's Watch, because it's got murder in it. The story um, was fascinating. It's got a really interesting story, but we won't get spoilers. I've just been to check um, what was free with Twitch this month. Yeah. I've got some... Final Fantasy 15 DLC is a purple chocobo there if you want that. Wow, so this is all you, along with Super Hot, you can also get <laughs> anyway, DLC. For this month is, uh, yeah, it's Kingsway in Tokyo 42, Tales from the oh, Borderlands, Dub Wars, I don't know what that is. Steam World Dig 2 is this month. Yeah, Steam World Dig 2 is great. Yeah, Tokyo 42 is something I want to play a lot, and uh, yeah, Kingsway, Kingsway looks Well, that's awesome. it's the thing that we were saying, like, uh, we introduced this bit with, which is um, it, it gives you the opportunity to pick up stuff that you wouldn't necessarily pay for always called Tokyo 42 I've like looked at it and gone that looks pretty fun but I've not like gone out of my way to yeah. pay for it but now it's like you can have it for free I'm like oh well obviously dip into it now which might be a good time for these two guys to talk about their experiences with <laughs> experiences I well, think is the right word with PS now if we talk about game services that are and kind of alright dipping into I games that you might not otherwise play <laughs> PlayStation and Xbox are both doing their own versions now yeah so like PlayStation now what is it, Sean? I'm the well, audience surrogate. I thought Explain I would... it to me. <laughs> I think maybe the thing that is closer to what we've just been talking about mm. is actually Xbox Game Pass, mm-hmm. which is that... Because the difference, mm. the main difference between the PlayStation 1 and the Xbox One is that the Xbox One lets you download your games in PlayStation. It's streaming. 
which personally I wasn't keen on the idea of the streaming, mm-hmm. but I've come around on it actually. Mm-hmm. But the Xbox One thing that's really interesting is that now they've said going forward, all of their first party titles will be on it mm-hmm. on launch day. Mm-hmm. Okay. So because of that, and also, and it's ten pounds a month, mm-hmm. so you could go out and pay fifty pounds for Sea of Thieves, mm-hmm. or you could pay Microsoft ten pounds. Bearing in mind, there's a two week free trial as well, and see if you like and it. Play Sea of Thieves yeah. for nothing for two weeks, which is what I did. Because it's on PC as well. Because it's, it's on PC. It's Xbox and PC. If only Microsoft has some decent first party games coming out. Well, this is the thing though: is that Sea of Thieves is entire. Having played a bit of Sea of Thieves, and mm-hmm. like, there's no content in that game. Like everything that like various critics have said about that game that it's bland and kind of empty mm. is totally valid but like I played it for two or three hours mm. on an afternoon with some friends and like had a very good time like it's a lot of fun but without knowing charming as anything but no reason to, to go back to it yeah. so I just cancelled my Xbox Game Pass subscription <laughs> probably going to boot it back up in the middle of May when uh, State of Decay 2 comes out mm. which looks kind of cool I'll pay mm-hmm. I think it's yeah £10 a month so I'll pay a tenner to give that a crack mm-hmm. sure um, and then, like, if they announce a massive update for Sea of Thieves, I know the gameplay's fun enough for me to reboot because you can just turn it on and off whenever you want, same as PS Plus. Mm. I'll reboot my Game Pass subscription to play Sea of Thieves again. I see Sea of Thieves. If they add a load of extra stuff. It's, uh, it's a good model to go in line with that. It's almost a shame that they actually tried to sell it as a full value game. Like, I don't mm-hmm. understand mm-hmm. why they did that because, yeah. first of all, it makes no sense. Why would you. Why? If you bear in mind, it's not my only game anyway, so you're mm-hmm. going to have to have access to Game Pass for this. Yeah. Why would you pay ten pounds a month? Why would you pay fifty pounds up front rather than ten pounds a month that you can cancel whenever you want mm-hmm. to play a new game, even if you weren't going to use the rest of Game Pass? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But it makes perfect sense to have this game that is going to have to grow. It's going to have to, otherwise, it's going to die, and a lot of people who did pay fifty yeah. pounds are going to be very upset. To have it as a ten pound a month thing to maybe almost be the thing that keeps people paying for that, and actually mm. over the course of a year they pay more for Sea of Thieves than they would have done from like a business perspective. But you make it good and make them keep playing it. Yeah. Eventually, doing it. well, maybe it will. Maybe it will be like an early access type thing where they add more stuff, or maybe it'll be a. No Man's, maybe it'll be a No Man's Sky thing where everyone fucking hates it, and then there's still a core group of people who actually like enjoy the new stuff that they add to it. I see it. No Man's Sky's got a huge update. Their biggest delay yeah. this summer because it's oh. coming on Xbox. Fine. It's coming on Xbox. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did the last I think we talked about on the podcast before I dipped back into No Man's Sky when they did the last big update and mm. it is vastly the vastly improved base building one yeah, yeah. but it, it's still well, they put a 30 hour campaign in since then it's yeah it, really I enjoyed what I played I picked it up again I played it for about another 10 hours and went ah, this is so much better than it launched mm. and then I fell off it just as hard oh, okay. because again it does reach a point where you go but I'm just doing the same thing over and over again um which is the problem with Sea of Thieves, right? It's, there's about four different varieties of quests. Yeah, yeah I mean, very, very similar. even in the three hours that me and my mates played and had some very fun encounters with other mm. players and all that kind of stuff, like that stuff's all totally true. We still did the same mission six times. Yeah, it, right. I, to I, to I, I no wonder, achievement because there's no progression. At the minute, yeah. There's no penalties either. There? There's no penalties. They were thinking of putting fog. a death tax in and everyone went no. And they yeah, went, oh, they okay. took it out. We're not doing <laughs> that. They were going to, like, you are going to lose money every time you died. I, I, part of me wonders if it's, it could go one of two ways. It might mm. go like Destiny where they go, this is it, but we're obviously going to make vast improvements mm-hmm. to this and it does become better and they add more mm. into it and it eventually becomes a really high quality game. Yeah. Or, 
I wonder if maybe they did what they did with No Man's Sky, which is they announced it and mm. didn't expect it to get the reception that yeah. it got, yeah, yeah. and then suddenly went, shit, we've got to make a triple A game out of this, <laughs> yes, yeah, when yeah. in fact it was just going to be like a but then, cheap kind of yeah. indie game. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. It's weird that they would put it out in the state that it's in without because if they put it out in the state that it's in, but didn't charge fifty up front, they went. Yeah. It's out in May. It's out in March. To play it, you're going to need Game Pass, which is £10 mm-hmm. a month, and you can turn it off whenever you want, two-week free trial. Mm-hmm. That's how you're going to play it. People go, okay, well, I'll take this opportunity to boot my two-week Game Pass free trial. Mm. I'll play two hours of CFEs. Yeah, this is fun. I'll keep an eye on this, would be mm-hmm. the response, mm-hmm. which is basically my response to it, having done that. But mm-hmm. like, I am aware of how these things work, because I like read up on these things, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. A lot of people will have just gone, Pirate Simulator! I like Rare. They're a cool developer. Fifty pounds for this, and then play it and be like, "Hang on." I'd be pissed yeah. if I paid fifty pounds for it. it. Was like mine and my friend's takeaway was entirely that. Like that yeah, was a fun way to spend an afternoon. But if I spent fifty quid on that, I'd be fuming. No yeah. Man's Sky thing, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Microsoft were jealous of Sony. For <laughs> such a massive well, they have to flop. copy everything they do. So. Yeah. So it's, what if we had our own flop? But then overcharge people for very little content. Promise too much and we put at the front of our fucking (laughs) branding and then they go, what? But we're five guys. Unlike unlike that one, I I don't see Microsoft as the kind of people to fuck Rare over. I think that would be bad. Because they own Rare. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So they'd be shooting themselves in the foot instead of shooting someone next to them in the foot. It's not just five guys in Guildford. That's true. To contrast... 12 guys in Twyford. (laughs) To contrast Game Pass, Mm. uh, I dipped into PS Now recently mm-hmm. i um upgraded my internet mm. so I, I tried ps now uh when i had bad internet and mm. it was unplayable because it's streaming it said you, your internet connection is good enough to play this but then everything <laughs> was at like ps1 level pixel Brilliant. graphics yeah. um and it was just so slow and it kept cutting out so mm. i, I upg- had the internet upgraded and tried it again and it, it ran reasonably smoothly mm. uh the, the draw to it was the fact that it was basically a back catalogue of of hundreds of PS3 games, mm-hmm. a few PS4 games, and loads of old arcade games, mm. um, which seemed like a good investment for like 12 quid a month just mm. to try it, and you can opt out any time, which I did. So paid 12 99 didn't use it that much, dipped into mm. Red Dead Redemption and um, mm. stuff like Oblivion, games where mm-hmm. I, I look at them and I'm like, oh, I wouldn't mind giving that a go again, played it for a few hours and gone, yeah, I got my money's worth out of this yeah. a few years ago. Um, but then it kind of came into its own light the other day when Sean, Sean came around to watch a football match and afterwards we were, you know, we were just sort of still hanging out and we said, oh, should, we, should we try a bit of uh, PS Now yeah. and play some co-op games, two-player games? And we spent a really good afternoon yeah. just playing shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, play, we played some garbage, but like I, like, I was completely sceptical about the whole thing. I was like, I don't want to stream video games. Microsoft have got it right. Let me download the games. You know, if I stop paying for it, you're going to stop my ability to use them. I don't want to stream video games because, exactly like you said, video games when you stream over the internet look like shit. But actually, if you're streaming bad multiplayer <laughs> games... They look fine. I wouldn't want to try and stream. I never did... Tr- uh, Killzone Shadowfall was on there. <laughs> God only knows what would have happened don't make any sense. if I'd have like Killzone, Shadowfall, and like the PS3 version of The Last of Us. And it's like... Just, that's the way to play it yeah Shadow of the Colossus is on there for the PS2 version at the same time as they've just released a £30 uh, <laughs> yeah, remaster play that version yeah um, um, yeah exactly but like yeah we had a great time and like I kind of got it because like we would not have done that had we had to wait for any of those games to download even mm-hmm. if your internet connection is cracking it takes time to download a game yeah, yeah. this is 30 seconds it's just the impulsive we're scrolling through the menu yeah, yeah. we've got a controller each oh fuck man Golden Axe is there let's play through Golden Axe <laughs> Half an hour later, well, that was shit, but, you know, okay, what about this one? And, yeah, it's a mm. great party game. 
It's almost like the Netflix thing of like you'll watch shit on Netflix. You're like, fuck it, it's there. It, it it's is the reason people watch. Yeah, Pride, it's why right? I'm seven and a half seasons into France. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, it's there. It's cheap to say. Oh yeah, it's like Netflix games because a lot of things mm. get that title. Yeah, but yeah. this really is Netflix. Yeah, yeah. yeah and like, uh, I wish almost that when they looked at it, they went heavier on the party game stuff. Yeah, mm. like. The lineup's good, but not great. There's a lot of really good single-player stuff there. Yeah, but, yeah, and, like, those, like... I mean, maybe it's because of the options I have in front of me, but, like, if I'm going to play Red Dead Redemption, I'm going to plug my PS3 in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but if you'd... If you skipped a generation, or you were young enough that you never... You know, your first games console was a PS4, Mm -hmm. so you missed Mm -hmm. out on all these. You know, everyone's talking about Red Dead 2 coming out this year. And you go, oh, I never played Red Dead 1. You boot up PS Now, you can play all these PS3 games for $12.99 a month. And it's not, like... It's not just a few headline titles. You've got Fallout 3, Fallout New Vegas, Oblivion. Mm. You've got mm. Bioshock 1, 2, and 3. Or Bioshock 1, 2, and Infinite. Mm. Uh, all the Batman games, Arkham mm. City, Arkham... It's true, the lineup is really, really good. It, like, there's re- some really, really high-quality stuff there. All the God of Wars are there, including all the PSP ones. But instead you played Golden Axe and... The <laughs> Toy, Box, <laughs> Toy Box Takeover? No, Micro that's Toy Box Truck. A truck racing game and an awful truck racing game. House of the Dead Three. House of the Dead Three. Good a fun. double dragon game that was definitely racist. Yep. And a Micro Machines game mm-hmm. that wasn't called Micro Machines, but was made by the people who make Micro Machines and played exactly like Micro Machines. Was that racist or was that okay? No, it's um, fine. it was racist towards no. Micro Machines. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, maybe that's a good segue onto. Remasters, remakes, reimaginings, rebringing backs of things that aren't shit. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, you can um, talk about shit ones as well. You can well. talk about shit ones if you want, but uh, like Pete, you've been playing Gravity Rush, the original, but on the PS4, not the. Yes. Whatever. Was it Was it PSP or was it Vita? It was Vita. Vita. Okay. Uh, Again, just the just garbled <laughs> noise. And I go, what? Huh? Well, the original I remember one, that. <laughs> the original one made a use of the gyro controls and touchscreen and things Which like that. Which is you control it using a cabal. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it was kind of cool. Like I think the original Gravity Rush was essentially a... You know you get some of those games really early on in the system's life that, are, that mm. exist to show off what the That's just like, do. hey, this has got a thing where you move the console and the character will move. It yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you need a tech demo. demo. What they media molecule table basically oh, all yeah. of their games yes. basically yeah, to show yeah, yeah. off what yeah. some of the tech can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but so like I'm a big fan of superhero type games where mm-hmm. you've got the open world stuff like say on GTA, but you get special abilities that allow you to do shit. And yeah, yeah. Gravity Rush is fantastic on that because it's it's a falling simulator, isn't it? Yeah, you basically press a it's button. A walking simulator. Celeste is a falling simulator. <laughs> or it was this morning. <laughs> you press a button and you start hovering. You okay. look somewhere, then you yeah. press that same button again, and that is now your centre of gravity. Like you look at the side mm. of a building, that is now and the equivalent of the floor. Right. One, like one thing I never understood. Yeah. Yes. And you like dumb law questions, Pete. Yeah. So you're going to appreciate this. Is it? It's cat, right? Yes. Are you changing the world's centre of gravity? Toes. Or you're changing cat? Okay, cool. That makes more sense. So it's yeah. not like the whole city. Just everyone goes... Oh, <laughs> if you say that, though, but if you start using it right next to someone, it seems to affect the her near immediate surroundings. <laughs> right. So people just start floating. Be like, whoa, yeah. the world. And you just start flying off into yeah. the sky and you see this person do this really slow <laughs> off the edge of the, edge of the world. Because you're all on floating islands. And that's a cool thing. Like the 
the first game, mm. you are on, say, the, the city you're in, mm-hmm. there is a, a giant pillar, mm-hmm. and you're in a little town just next to it, or floating mm-hmm. on an island, Right. and then you explore deeper down below, and you discover a new island, and it raises up, Okay. and then you gradually... Build around it. So it's an exploration thing. That's what how the actual. Yeah. Like, I know what the mechanic is, but what's the gameplay? Like? It's basically like you will occasionally encounter random little monsters. Okay. Um, and their weak points are located are big glowing spots on them. Oh right. Which are located okay. on odd parts. So you're having to affect the gravity to get into. The yeah, game. like you have okay. to fly above them to yeah. go down, like That's pick cool. them from above. Or mm. some of them will have them on their back. But it's only mm. visible when they try and attack you, so you've got to speed past their arm and mm-hmm. hit them from behind. And mm-hmm. it's it's most impressive. Like I hearing about what's going on with the second game because that seemed mm. to be a bit of a commercial flop. Mm-hmm. Was the fact that uh, they decided to close the servers? Yes, yeah, really yeah. quickly, like yeah. less than a year. Yeah. I think it was, and then there's a big outcry and they're yeah, recently. It. Yeah, and um, that encouraged me to. Play through the the remaster and then pick up the sequel. Okay. And I was talking about how you've got the the town is centered around a pillar. Yeah. In the second game, mm. it is huge, but they've gone vertical. Right. Okay. A bit, so you can spend like several, almost it feels oh, like, like a minute going between the lowest up. level to the highest oh, one, just cool. floating up. That's and, quite cool. But it's really like, it's say on some of the other, like I was comparing it to superhero games and say mm. most recent one I've played would be infamous and yeah, you've got yeah. like will you be good or bad mm-hmm. or will, like how will you affect the world and the, the evil conspiracies and stuff like that but mm-hmm. Gravity Rush is it feels a lot like a Studio Ghibli okay. approach to being having superpowers like yeah. you get stuff for your house because you live in the sewers and maybe you want a pot plant and everything feels really worn and like it visually it looks like a Studio Ghibli thing um, but like it doesn't. It looks lived in, but mm. nothing really. Yeah, yeah you didn't yeah. get to explore. It's a different houses. kind of it's take just... on like that kind of thing than. Yeah, Western stuff. Speaking of Studio Ghibli. Things. Yes, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> we just spiked the perfect segue. All right. Uh, me and Sean have been playing Nino Kuni too. <laughs> yeah, we'll wrap back round to remasters, because okay. I've been got distracted from Nino Kuni two. Okay. By fine. Tomb Raider. Okay. Done this in the wrong order. We should have ended on Pete's. Well, you're the rush. one that tried to nail the segue. <laughs> well, it just felt too perfect to be talking about Ghibli and then not segue that into Nino Kuni, the only other game that has any connection to Studio Ghibli. Nino Kuni Two is a cool game. Yeah, I don't think we need to talk about Nino Kuni Two other than to say it's a really cute little uh, JRPG that I'm yeah, really enjoying. Yeah, I missed a Welsh thing. Yeah, it's just very kind Cockney of heavily. Lisa Simpson's a bit weird, to be honest. Welsh Lisa Simpson. Is it Welsh? Yeah. I don't know why I haven't been Definitely Welsh. Tiny. Do you know, please explain. Okay, so... Have <laughs> you, you played... It's Welsh? a podcast for people. That's Welsh Lisa Simpson is... is Lisa Simpson doesn't know what code we're Okay, so in the first game, in, <laughs> is anyone else... So what's Nino... Nino, Nino first of I, I know that it's a RPG, JRPG yeah. that's uh, the art design is by Studio Ghibli, and that's why we're talking about it. Right, so N- Nino Kuni... Yes. Wrath of the White Witch, which is technically not the first Nino Kuni game, but it's basically an enhanced version of the first Nino Kuni game, which came out on the DS. Too much information. Yeah. Why? Why is Lisa Simpson Welsh? So in the first game, <laughs> you're basically you play as a kid who lives in the real world, mm-hmm. and the, your mum is dying. Is that right? Um, it's been a long time since something, something like that. Bad things happen to you. You get sucked into this alt world, kind of like a Narnia kind of vibe, mm-hmm. yeah. and a small Welsh creature 
mm-hmm. talks to you and helps they're pe- you. They're people too, Sean. No, it's not. It's a. It's called Mr. Drippy. <laughs> Don't call it it. <laughs> no, I don't know what it is. It's called Mr. It's a familiar, right? It, it's, okay, a, right. it's a thing with a lantern on its nose. You'll it's have seen it. Mr. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's happened. called Mr. Yeah, yeah. Drippy. Yeah. And in the original, in the, in, in the Japanese of the game, mm-hmm. I don't know the name of the region, I don't know much about Japan, but apparently right there's, there's a small region in Japan. I need to hear the accent. <laughs> there's a small region in Japan with a very well-known Ta- dialect. Ta- it's a very a small region in Japan is a very with a very well-known, very specific to its area dialect, and everyone thinks that area is a bit weird. So when that they could be a number. <laughs> so when they so when they port, so when they ported it over to the PlayStation to the English, they voice cast the character with Welsh to account for how the they how it voice dialect. That's that's sound, yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. That's yeah. usually one that yeah, yeah. That's how I'm aware yeah. of it. Yeah. The bigger thing is they're like, oh, who's got a broad accent? Just whatever yeah. country reporting it so, to. So they do the watch. So in this game, you basically okay. have another character who helps you out building your kingdom. Mm-hmm. The setup is kind of the same thing, but you're playing as. Well, it sets up that you're playing as the president of America, right? Hang on. <laughs> it, it is and you're going to a to you're going to a peace conference. The current president? No, no, he's got no, a ponytail. Okay. Not, not the current that. president at all. Oh, so, I don't think so it's, it's solid as snake. It's yeah. not America. It's just an unnamed. Yeah, you're going to a peace right, conference, okay. which gets bombed. Okay. And then you die. I think right. you're in a car accident and you wake up in the land of Ninokuni. That's the first five minutes of so Ninokuni. Like life on Mars. And the yeah. kingdom, the, the kingdom you wake up in, is called Ding Dong Dell, which is ruled by cats, but Down they are the currently world. undergoing a coup by mice, who overthrow the, and the king. Two. The king's just died, and the young prince okay. named Evan, the main character of mm. the game, who's half cat, half human, uh, is is My going to be rush. is going to be crowned as king, but the mice enact a coup mm. and overthrow the the, the king, and, and actually, you end up running away. My feelings okay. on the first few hours of the game mm. are that whilst bad things are happening to this kid and I feel for him, I also have a lot of time for the mice <laughs> from a political standpoint. Like, in terms of the they've been downtrodden for a long time. Proletariat mice. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. There is that, that atmosphere. The mice have been the kind of secondary citizens mm. for the cats. They overthrew the cats. I'm never going to step on an oppressed populace mm-hmm. overthrowing its rulers. Mm-hmm. I'm, even I'm, if it's mice. Yeah, but the king, rather than the game kind of throwing you into a, oh, well, Evan's going to win his kingdom back and yeah. overthrow the mice, he actually goes, do you know what? Fuck them. They can have Ding Dong Dell. I'm mm. going to make my own kingdom. I'm going to make it even better. And apparently setting up your own kingdom is as easy as just pitching a tent in a desert. Yep. And then you build a kingdom around it and you go and speak and to various people who are, oh, we need wood. Let's go speak to the guy who manages mm. that big forest where you get all the wood. Right, okay. That's basically oh, where I'm Yeah, and that, that's the first kind of step in your journey. But... It's very cute. It's very good looking. It plays really well. The combat is much yeah, improved from the they, first. So the the combat in the first game is Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah, to put it bluntly. Yeah, like it, 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 it's it's turn based combat with monsters, right? And the Pop second one is full on action, like combat. Right. It's Kingdom yeah. Hearts, basically. Yes. Okay. I think it's more complex than Kingdom Hearts. Fighting Slightly more complex well. than but Kingdom like, Hearts. But like, yes, it's that. What about Welsh Lisa Simpson? That so every every kingdom that you go to has a has a creature called right, well, no. has a creature called a kingmaker. Okay. So to get your own kingdom, you have to go and do a, what is a very good like little puzzle that they mm-hmm. do, and then kind of boring a combat tri- challenges. Uh, basically like a cloistered uh, trial. Right? Yeah, yeah, so you go and do yeah, a couple yeah. of those, and you get your kingmaker. Mm-hmm. So for example, the kingmaker of Ding Dong Dell is this big like plant sort of dragon thing. Yeah. Right, your king, your, your kingmaker, 
that looks like a small, kind of squashed version of Lisa Simpson right. with a really thick Welsh accent. <laughs> and and the exactly joke is that you go around these kingdoms like. and go, I'm a king, and they go, fuck off, are you a king? <laughs> Show me your kingmaker. And, you and you point at this thing and they go, who the fuck's that? And uh, then it yells at them in a really thick Welsh accent. I'm, cr- I'm about <laughs> to show Pete and Tom a picture. Of I've forgotten its name. Lofty. Mr. Oh, no, it's just called Lofty. Yep. Right, I can see it. Oh, yeah. It, it's <laughs> a small, squashed yeah, yeah. Lisa Simpson. Yeah. But yeah, it's very cute. Um, I need to play more of it. But as I said, I've been distracted by an old game, Tomb Raider. What made you want to play Tomb Raider? I went to see the, the PlayStation. <laughs> Tomb Raider. It's almost like the marketing wrote itself. It's weird that it worked out. That is there a new Tomb, Tomb Raider game coming out soon? Tomb Raider Definitive Edition for the PlayStation 4 was on sale the same week as the movie came out. <laughs> Which is Synergy. fine, by the way. It's yeah, getting films. a lot of bad press. I really enjoyed it. The yeah, film. It's fine. It's, it. it's absolutely fine. The, the game is real good. I like it a lot. Yep. I played it on the PS3 when it came out yep. and I enjoyed it a great deal. I thought it did a very good job of Ripping off Uncharted but putting Lara Croft in it. I think it's better than the first two Uncharted games. <gasps> There's an opinion. I don't think it's as good as Uncharted 2. I would mm. listen to your argument for 1 and 3. I think all the characters are better in. Mm, and it's got I think this... it does the dumb supernatural stuff better than Uncharted does. Like the it's a very puzzles. different tone. Uncharted yeah. is very much Indiana Jones fun, whereas Tomb Raider is pretty yeah. violent. It is 10 hours of a woman getting hurt a lot and then. It's a woman. I forgot. Then becoming were, a mass murderer. Not only, <laughs> are, not only are the bad things that happen to Have you played Tomb Raider, Pete? No. So the, the 18 rated Tomb Raider, no. when you die, you really die. I, so like you get, oh, you get yeah. shot by arrows? Here's some black and white footage of Lara full of arrows. The so one, oh, right. four style, so it'll give yeah, you yeah. a unique death animation. But, but yeah, there are also just... There are also, like, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. There are also just cutscenes in which... Like, there's a cutscene in which you try and save one of your friends and you just get grabbed by these, like, Russian guys who are on this island for some reason. And just, like, there's just, it's like, there's, like, 10 or ten or 20 seconds of footage of these mm. Russian guys just, like, punching Lara in the face. Like, it's brutal. real brutal. Yeah. But, um, and that's we why it's so good. Whilst we're talking about old games, Tomb Raider 2013, I guess it's called. Tomb Raider Definitive Edition. Like Tomb Raider. Sonic 2006. Yeah. Yeah, just, really, just like that. Really, she kisses a hedgehog. Really, <laughs> really, really properly holds up. She eats a hedgehog. And then, whilst we're on the topic of two ways, other games mm-hmm. that really hold up Burnout Paradise. The Drivey Smashy game. The Drivey Smashy game. From the makers of whatever they Burnout, just off. Revenge, and. Yes, yeah, so they've, they've brought it back. What about the soundtrack, though? A, Sean? A? A? Still it's great. The same? It's exactly the same. Okay, cool. How, how much for the game? Thirty-five pounds. Yeah, too much. You have me until then. It is a lot um, for what it is. Yeah. I, I saw Sean play some of it, and it's uh, it looks absolutely gorgeous mm. on everything except the environments, which yeah, are they look fine. PS2 level bare. Nah, that's harsh. The it, the cars look great. It looked really smooth. It looked like it played really well, but mm. it didn't look like a kind of this, this level of a driving game that you see nowadays when mm. when I've played stuff like Forza Horizon mm. and uh, you, you know, know I just yeah you're just right. look, I, like built worlds this is just like crazy taxi level of just like cheap city it's mm. a remake it's a remaster let's get our technology right that I really appreciate mm-hmm. in that it is a remaster of that game like almost like warts and all yeah okay so like yeah. all the problems straight up Burnout Paradise is one of the best games ever made and like 
all of it, it had issues at the time, and it's those issues still show. So it's an open world driving game. Mm-hmm. The, the premise is there is an event at every the single. <laughs> well, the premise of type of the type of driving game that it is. Yeah. There is an event at every single set of traffic lights, like smashing <laughs> up, like you know, um, you know, how many cars can you take down? Mm-hmm. Straight up races mm-hmm. or get here without getting smashed are the three main kind of ones. And the idea is that there is there are only eight finish lines in Paradise City, which is the town, the city you're in. Okay. They are for the eight points of the compass. Does it use the song Paradise City? It does. Every time you boot the game, Paradise City by Guns N' Roses plays. That song is long. <laughs> that's why that's my review of Guns N' Roses Paradise City in 2018. Your review long. of that discography <laughs> yeah. in general. It's not All along the Watchtower plays every time you boot up Mafia 3, though, is it? That's one of the greatest gaming moments of all time. So, yeah, like, but then, so it's an open world game. And, like, when it does, like, race, it'll be like, race to one of these points. Okay. Mm-hmm. First one there wins, go. Mm. There's no courses. Mm-hmm. So you have to do it yourself. And it doesn't have a like a map on the screen it has it will tell you the road you're driving on and then it will flash the signs for the names of the roads either left or right when you need to turn right. um, which is really good and the idea is that you just finish your race and then you just go to the next set of traffic lights and do whatever's next and you just fly through it like that and there's okay. like other things to do around the city like smash up billboards and like find little shortcuts and all that kind of stuff mm. and so the idea to keep it flowing is that like you're just driving around the world there's no fast travel um, and all that kind of stuff and they, that, mm. all that stuff's ported over they haven't modernised any of that Okay. Which is really good until you realise that the only place to change your car is at one of the junkyards <laughs> and there's only five <laughs> junkyards in the city mm-hmm. and different types of car are better for different types of race. So mm-hmm. like there's like so speed you cars you're not gonna wanna do I think called Mark Man is get to this point without getting smashed up. There are cars designed for the smashing up races. Okay. So you wanna swap your car out, but you can't until you drive to a junkyard. And things like that maybe show its age. But as far as like just driving around a city, smashing built like smashing down billboards and racing, smashing up other cars, it's so good. It's just it's just free in a way that every other racing game is not. Well, from the ridiculous to the sublime, we talked about that being a very warts and all remaster. Yeah. We also have since we last recorded had the opposite of that, which is the complete remake of Shadow of the Colossus. I played that. Who else? Did anyone else play that? No, I, wa- I, yeah. I watched. I'm gonna YouTube lend my yeah. copy of this to people. I said, but you guys played the original. <laughs> oh yeah, Shadow Classes, yeah. right? Yeah, PS3 HD version. It looked like a, everything was... I've seen of it. It looked like a perfect, sublime recreation of a game. It's a very good game. It's kind of the opposite of Burnout. Which is that, like... That's what I said. That's yeah. my, that was my good segue. Exactly, you don't exactly. get your emissions from traffic lights. <laughs> no, you don't get traffic lights. Um, can't like, change they, your boss it, it, it play, they, They've made it... It feels like the same game, but they've changed mm-hmm. the control system up so it makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, like, you don't spend any time... Re- like, struggling with it. They're like, what if jump mm-hmm. was X mm-hmm. and roll was circle? Yeah, rather than ridiculous. roll being, like, no, L1 triangle in a direction. <laughs> so, yeah, all that stuff makes it way more accessible to play mm-hmm. in a way that but it still feels exactly the same it's a weird experience like it, it looks the remake feel exactly like the original it has because i played the ps3 hd one and it i didn't enjoy it anymore it does no it feels oh, really? like, it feels like yeah like i was holding pressing r1 to make him hold on yeah, yeah. then having like raise his sword to stab mm-hmm. it and then he get shuffled a bit and he'd like mm-hmm. lose his grip and he'd lose his attack charge and they're like okay i'll just 
I'll do it again, and then mm. it would move, and I'd be like, oh, okay, has... I'll, I'll, I'll do it again, and then it's like, oh, he's, he's done it for, I've got to let go, because I've, <laughs> I've held my grip on too long, and no, then I'll just, so I'll that... stand around on it, <laughs> it's... and then I'll hop on, I'll grip again, and I'm like, alright, I'm going to stab it, like, oh no, I've lost my balance. <laughs> I actually got it's... bored and frustrated this time. I loved it on PS2, but going back to it, it just doesn't it's need still... quick time events. Still... No, it, it needs to actually feel like I'm playing it, and not watching... Mm. Pressing a button, waiting for it, it to do it something, does. and I then think, it knocks me out of that. So I think I it was revolutionary it at the time when it came out on PS2. It, but it, the original version didn't age very well when other games were doing similar things but much better. Yeah, and that's why it's, the remake's good because they brought it into line. It plays with the exactly the same. It plays exactly the same, but in a way that I don't know. It feels up to date. It, it's a really strange experience. They, they've nailed it. Like, there's not much else to say other than like it's. It's exactly how you would want Shadow of the Colossus to be in 2018. If you wanted to enjoy it again, so it doesn't have that stuff. No, it has all that stuff because all that stuff's in Shadow okay. of the Colossus. <laughs> no, okay. all, all that stuff is like the core part combat of, the, of Shadow the of the Colossus. The puzzle is, is timing, and it's, I, it's stamina management. For what it's worth, and Shadow of the Colossus was never like, a very difficult game. I didn't have any problems getting through it. So how do you time it when you're holding on? You press the button to stab it, and then it knocks you out of that. And then once you've finished your like stumbling animation, you press the button again. And before you're ready to stab it, like you get knocked out again. Because Where's the timing? Because you keep an eye on the, keep an eye on the monster, monster, and it, it will give could, you an it idea. It doesn't even fit on the screen. I could see like it's stunk. It is indeed a corpse. Yeah. <laughs> there are yeah. there are visual and cues. And all it's doing is like twisting left and right. There will be visual and audio cues as to when the yeah. monster's going to shake. And all the so monsters have places you can would stand. Would that go in that instance? Maybe if it was right. If if it was. So it's occasionally going to shuffle all those in one of three different ways. Right. When is the right time? All those, but all those monsters have places. When you can, any of those shuffles will just. Would you rather it didn't shuffle and every boss fight was just you going? No, I'm, over I'm, over my again. question is, what is the right time? But all those <laughs> I don't know. I've not played it. Yet. All those well, questions. Yeah. All those monsters have places you can stand to regain that, and it's just a case of keeping an eye on it. Like so, there's not actually very many monsters where you end up stood on its head. Like, that's only, like, maybe a third of them. Yeah. So a lot of the other ones are, that's like... That's quite a lot. <laughs> when, when not a lot. There's not a lot of colours. <laughs> 16 in the yeah. Anyway, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that, also, that stuff's there because that's that game, and that's what makes it actually really interesting as a remake, because mm. it is a ground-up remake of that game that they've managed to get feeling exactly... It's like the Crash Bandicoot one. Mm. It feels exactly the same, but in the Crash Bandicoot probably doesn't feel exactly the same. Like, if you play those two games side by side, I don't think they would hold up. I imagine these two would. It's exactly the same level of bullshit. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's bullshit it's animation all, freaking out. They've managed to code all, all that into it. Yeah. I think... In a way where I was expecting... room, apparently. Exactly. Like, in a way that I would expect that stuff not to be in a remake. I mm-hmm. think it was just a case of... I play much fewer games now. Mm-hmm. And I'm a lot less forgiving. So you just didn't have the Watching time. my character flop about... And then waiting for the opportunity to do yeah. something, but then he flops about instead. It was not my idea of fun. And maybe if yeah. I played it like, yeah. what, 10 years ago, I'd be yeah, yeah. much more forgiving of it. It's yeah. like I was, but now when like I'll play half an hour to an yeah, hour yeah. of games, and I, mean, I just don't want to spend half of that. Dropping them out. Yeah. 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 The, also, the other thing to bear in mind about Shadow of the Colossus, though, is like, and it, it kind of shocked me, is that I didn't quite remember it, is that the like, game is a lot shorter than I remember it yes. being. Very true. Especially having like recently played The Last Guardian, which is Once a 10-12 hour game. Through. Yeah. But if you know what you're doing with 
Shadow of the Colossus. Like, I, there's a trophy for beating it in like four hours, 23, five hours, 23. Mm-hmm. And like, I looked at the trophy and was like, what? And then I finished it in six hours and was like, mm-hmm. actually, I could probably do that fairly to. easily if I wanted to. Interesting. But if, if that was just all the game was about, as I said, I was much more forgiving. Than that. Yeah. Like, my time is much more yeah. important now. But it, it, you know, of all the games that are worth going through a few kind of difficult animations for, it's just a sublime story. I'm no issues with the story. <laughs> but <laughs> you're, you're very critical of it. I'm not not critical of the story. No, no, no. He's not critical of it because he enjoyed it the first time out. The first two, three, four times. Like, on PS2. Yeah, I loved it on that. But again, I had a lot more time to play it. And now when I'm playing like It's just that you I, have changed. The game yeah. hasn't changed. You have changed. It's, like, it's a product of its time. Mm. And I don't mm. think it's aged particularly well. Which is why maybe this remake... As, when I was watching... Like, I was on the third Colossus and I was actually getting mm. a bit bored of watching Wanda flop about. And I thought, yeah. would I pay 30 quid mm. to watch him flop in better graphics? And I thought, anyway, probably Yes! <laughs> Give me that for PS4 HD. Because that's the thing, they've kept the awkward looking animations mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, they? like his like, run it, animation. It's, weird. It's, like, it's a weird, interesting very way of doing a remake. Yeah, because it it's like his shoulders are dislocated. It's like, you know, a bit in Ace Ventura when he's getting shot by the, yes, yeah. the <laughs> sedatives and his arms are flopping yeah. back. He does that, but deliberately. <laughs> It's it's a strange thing. I mean, you can do other things to help with the flopping about and flying off. Like, you can increase your stamina bar and all that kind of stuff, right? So, like, mm. you just do that for a bit and it makes it easier. Yeah. Just go and kill some lizards. And, and you can hold R1 a bit longer. R2 on the new one. Oh, is it? <laughs> well, they've really changed that it. That is it, yeah. Remaster. Um, well, Pete, if, considering you've upset everyone by being very critical of the beloved Shadow of the Colossus, we're going to move on to our final section where we talk about the games that we are looking forward to in the coming months. It's great. What? It's one I want to talk about. No one likes. Yeah, but go for it. <laughs> uh, so I think at the start of the year, I said I really want to get, like, to properly deep dive the Street Fighter Five, mm-hmm. yeah. And shortly after that, they released Arcade Edition, which mm. is season three. What's that mean? It's actually a complete game now. Okay. Oh, so it's got the arcade like that you would have in any arcade. Oh, it's two years. Pete's favourite type of game. Yeah. Games they didn't finish until a year after they came out. Yeah. Um, You'll love Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves. Next March, Pete will be there like Sea of Thieves, guys. Well, I mean, I, I, yeah. I'm enjoying Final Fantasy XV. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. That's, that's just that's not four new episodes of that to yeah. continue the development of that game into <laughs> plus 15 years or something ridiculous. Maybe that's why it's Final Fantasy XV. Oh, God, yeah. Years. So we're going to have to work on it for 15 years before it's finished. Maybe that's it. Anyway, Street Fighter. Uh, so, so yeah, what, what season forthcoming? three has just come out, mm-hmm. which they it made the new edition of the game, arcade mm-hmm. edition. When it originally came out, it didn't really have much to it. It yeah, had, like, yeah. training, survival mode, online versus, offline versus... But there was no real, like, single-player component. Yeah, now they've got that, and it's actually really mm-hmm. quite fleshed out. Like, you get... You've got different stories for every character? and uh, So you, you had that original one. You had a character story, mm-hmm. um, and then they did a DLC main story. Okay. Um, which is free, I think. Right. Um, and then... You'd hope so. Yeah, yeah. I, think so. I think it was. And it's a pretty solid one. Like, as far as, like, the Street Fighter story is goofy Ludicrous. and messy yeah. and... But you know, it's actually way. really good. Okay. <laughs> you got like a character, I think Zangief, mm-hmm. the big Russian wrestler. Mm-hmm. They talk about him having muscle power through several of the games. Right. In this one, he someone attacks him with a sword and he catches it between 
his, his uh, pecs. Yeah. Right, okay. It just like flexes and breaks the sword. It's like what the fuck. <laughs> right. But then sure. at, I can do that. But then the attack. For listeners at home, Mike is a very large butch man with lots of muscles. Absolutely ripped. Mm-hmm. But then the attacker succeeded because they managed to dislodge the prop, the plot critical item that Zangief was hiding in his chest hair. And it's like, is that right. level of yeah, ridiculous? Yeah, I'm into that. That's a lot of fun. Um, so is there <laughs> more of that coming? Is that what's coming later? I uh, know, with the arcade mode, you go through, so you can select Street Fighter 1 to 5, and then right. your, say if you play Street Fighter 1, you've got yeah. access to the characters who were in that game. Oh, okay. And right, then yeah, the yeah. music and the presentation is, is that stylized the on that. Yeah, is yeah. that the characters that are in Street Fighter 5 that were also in 1? Yeah. So characters that were in 1 but aren't in 5, is that a thing? Are there any other... No one's played Street Fighter. Oh, uh, yeah, so one. the character. So, say. <laughs> or is it, it's also known Street Fighter. Street Fighter. <laughs> characters like. It went so presumptuous as to. There's a lot of characters in 1 who are not in 5. It's just the, yeah. the characters who are in 5, for example. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. But they even give them different costumes so they fit with the game they're in. Mm. So, there's, I think in 5, there's a character, Birdie, who is incredibly overweight mm. and slobby. Oh, yeah. Just yeah, a yeah. mess. Mm hmm. When you play him in one, he's yeah. like super buff and wearing <laughs> shades, and he yeah, acts right. the same. But yeah. I like that's the way they. Cool. Okay. There's a lot of content that have added to it. Haven't they just announced like an ultimate pack of Street Fighter though? The the anniversary. Is that mm. the same stuff? It doesn't have five. I know, I but know. like theoretically, is it the same stuff? But like, no, let's like, say if you play the Street Fighter One arcade mode in five, you are still using the rules and graphics in the, oh, the game. Oh, five, right? Yes. Yeah. That makes sense. And say if you play Street Fighter 2, you get the bonus rounds added in yeah. and things mm. like that. And it's just... It's, it's cool. Yeah. Cool touch for like long right? fans of the franchise. But it's free if you're... Or is it an upgrade? It's a free upgrade if you have Street Fighter 5, but you can then just buy Arcade Edition and you get all the previous season plus content. Included. So this is... Is this out or is this coming out? It's oh, out. It's oh, out. Oh, it came oh, out so in... late January, March, I want to say? Mm-hmm. I think. So is there more stuff? So season 3 is still ongoing. Uh, still okay. ongoing. There's... Right, Okay. So what's, do you know what's coming down? There's four That's, more characters okay. to come in, and I think mm-hmm. they're probably going to announce the season four after that because they keep adding in hints yeah, yeah. that they might have. And I think they said they want Two Fighter Five to last this generation. They seem no, like they could be another one. They seem like adding. okay. They seem like they're getting there though. Like for it to be mm. maybe like the competitive game they want it to be. Yeah. Well, also the fact I think that Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite is dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like flops super hard. Mm-hmm. Like it's. They're now they need a game, yeah. Their own pro tour, <laughs> yeah. And I think they're and a, um, what's it called? Dragon Ball Z is like the big yeah. yeah Dragon Ball's huge at the moment, and it looks great. Yeah, it looks great. And there'll be another Guilty Gear soon enough. Mm, probably, yeah. Same team as Dragon Ball, yeah. So, but probably, yeah. but yeah, it feels like they've actually got a finished game now, and they're actually putting effort in now that they're mm. not. Split between their focus isn't split. Tekken, well, right. Tekken Seven's going to be really good. Yeah, I want to get that. I'm probably going to get that when there's like a finished yeah. edition, maybe. Mm. And there's a would you Mortal Kombat? Is there another one? Would you one? Because in just this last year, theoretically, we get Mortal Kombat early next year. Mm. Is anyone looking forward to it? Because people like Mortal the Kombat forward section. I don't <laughs> see what they do with the new Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Rip it to pieces and start again, like they did with Nine. Yeah, I liked the way they've they've done that. Nine and ten are kind of similar, and then take it. And then ten Mortal Kombat. Yeah, nine Injustice, ten and Injustice two are all fairly similar mechanically. Okay. And animation wise, and animation wise, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> so they just like yeah, yeah. Warner Brothers, right? And then they they just 
make fighting games out of their profit is what if they did a Lord of the Rings fighting game. <laughs> well, they just put Lord of the Rings into Injustice so that you could play as Batman and punch Sauron. That'd be great. Yep. You'd play the Eye of Sauron. Yeah. <laughs> in a round. Fight. You've already got, like, the, um, some of the finishing moves there, haven't you? Like, Gollum could just turn invisible and then bite your hands off. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, and you could is... play... Gollum would be bad, though, because every, like, short character in a fighting game is broken. Because you're just crouching <laughs> in, like, swiping yeah. people's legs. I think the best thing is, like, if Gollum. someone chose to play, say, Denethor... And like his intro sequence is just him like on fire. Right <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, the opponent wins. <laughs> I want more dumb shit in games like Mortal Kombat. Like, mm. uh, like play, there's a lot of dumb shit in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> they put Alien in and Jason Voorhees in. And the game you want is Killer Instinct for that kind of dumb shit. Where they put in like a battle toad, and you can, yes, you can be like a Halo Spartan versus Battletoad fight and stuff like that. Is Geralt, is Geralt going to be in the new... Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur. Yeah. yeah. That's coming out as well, yeah. Um, Fighting what? games, doing all right. Yeah, yeah. surely that's... Yeah. You're really looking forward to Soul Calibur as well, right? You were saying? I'm wary because mm. 5 was bad. Mm. Like, mm. really bad. Mm. Like, mm. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Been a while, though. Geralt's never yeah. been in a bad game. I guess, yeah. <laughs> Because so, he's only three out of three. <laughs> well, it's still and 100% record, isn't it? Gwent, yeah, yeah, he's technically in yeah, Gwent. Gwent. Uh, any more for any more? Fighting games are cool. For stuff that you're looking forward to later in the year. Uh, I don't know if it's coming out later in the year. Go around if you want. I don't know if it's coming out later in the year, but um, I'm excited about The Division 2. But sure. Yeah. I would fancy that. The Division 1 wasn't that good. I played a lot of The Division 1. Is that that's Tom Clancy one? Yeah, Tom Clancy's The Division. The last Tom Clancy. There's a virus and it gets passed by money getting passed around. Is that the one where on the online stuff you couldn't pass through other players? So for block givers, you actually had to form a queue. People just stand in the door to troll people. They they patched that out pretty early. Oh, okay. So what's the appeal of a sequel to that game? It's more like where um, where Ubisoft are at the moment like mm-hmm. they have done France they are yeah France <laughs> and French Canada <laughs> yeah. so they are like they're, they're first of all they're a studio who are fantastic at like second entries like Assassin's Creed 2 is great Watch Dogs 2 is maybe not great but significantly better than the first Watch Dogs Far Cry 2 Far Cry 2 the best Far Cry game <laughs> the best Far Cry game sure right oh, yeah fine whatever of course it is <laughs> Um, I just read how Far Cry 5 ends and that made me yeah. want to scout all the Far Cry from my brain so um, I'm fine with saying 2 is the best one and th- but they're also like in recent years um, and I think maybe the first division fell just outside of when they started to get into this mm-hmm. they've done a- an amazing job of supporting their games long term for like solid fan bases so they just announced a new season of content for um, Ghost Recon Wildlands I want to play that and it's all free all the content is free are they keeping Predator in that? Predator's still in it. Hey, they put, <laughs> did, did you guys know this? Yeah, yeah, I knew Predator in it. Disappointingly, they didn't put Predator in it. By they told everyone they were going to put Predator. Yeah, in I wish it, they'd see which is depressing. They really, really, really should have just put Predator Imagine in the game. Imagine being the person that found that out. He's yeah, walking I through. I just the, got killed just by Predator. Murdered so, by like, what? Wait, what the? <laughs> yeah, right. So they just announced a new, like, free another another year worth of content for that, and it's all going to be free. Is it all going to be racist as well? Or like they yeah, it's the down? same game, so yeah. kind of racist. <laughs> Sicario Simulator. You know the French. Mm-hmm. And like... <laughs> but the, so... Um. 
Right, so they um, they done that. They they've been supporting Ferrano really really well, despite it not taking off at launch. By all accounts, it's much more balanced than it mm. than it ever mm. was now, and it just got its own dedicated service, which was a problem for it. And um, they've just gone into the third season of Rainbow Six Siege, which like me and Siege you is yeah. like the success. Siege is huge. Yeah, Siege yeah, is one yeah. of the, consistently one of the biggest I've games. Heard that's really good. It's, it's got really really big now. Consistently one of the biggest games. Like on Steam, is it like the second highest concurrent? Third on Steam, so right. it's like PUBG, Dota, Siege. That's impressive. Yeah, considering the amount of other games on Steam. Um, so, like, well, at least it's it's sitting up and around there. They've just gone into a third season of content for that. And given like where those like Verona didn't start out well, uh, Wildlands had a fairly meh reaction with people saying the DLC was cool. So like another year of that for free is good. And like Siege started out rough. Oh, they had problems like that weren't their own fault around when it was coming out. Like they had to deal with releasing a game called Siege around like the attack of the Batclan in Paris. Oh, right. So they yeah, had to yeah. delay their own yeah. game by three months anyway. So that you know, because obviously that would have been a disaster. Mm-hmm. Fair play for them. Fair play to them for doing that. But that hasn't stopped them with releasing <laughs> 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 a game about killing, shooting people in America in the midst of America's wave of gun violence. Mm, based on how what, I get. the wave of gun violence that started with the founding of America and <laughs> well, until okay. the present okay. day, <laughs> the press around yeah, gun violence yeah, yeah, in America. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah. So I, I have really high hopes that for the division two, they would really listen to the day, also, like, <laughs> the day that Mayflower. Do you know that way? Yeah. No, they haven't announced anything about it. They, yeah. they, they said it'll be at E3, but I'm ex- at the very least, if we're talking about things I'm excited about, I'm excited to hear about the division two. Yeah, yeah. Because I think they have a, a proven track record recently and a, a supporting their games long term. They've even been doing a good job of supporting the division, and they've made a big deal out of being like, look, we're gonna do a set. We're doing two because this is the way we feel. Like is the best way to address this rather than keep working on one. They've done loads of DLC, so you'd hope they would really listen to the community. One has a lot of problems, like politically, with its story that I'm probably not going to get into, but it has issues <laughs> yeah. there that I would I would hope they would address. Yeah. With you know, maybe they probably they probably won't. I'm not getting my hopes up for that, but like <laughs> no, Far Cry Five. Yeah, Far Cry Five and Far Cry Five and Wildlands happened. Mm. So, like I said, French and like. <laughs> Stop being racist towards the French, Sean. Racism being, is still racist, racist. to say they're all racist. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, I'm excited to hear about whether, okay. what they're going to do with that and how they're going to change it up. I think I think it could be really great. There is some really good stuff in the division. The first one had a lot of potential. Really cool ideas in, yeah. the, in the division. Um, there's some bad things about like the first one that they could really address in that like you don't see other players out in the open world. The multiplayer is probably not as interactive as you'd like it to be. There was that survival mode that was cool, but maybe not. And like you could totally see a battle royale kind of thing ending up in the division oh, two, but mm-hmm. actually, actually it would totally work. Was it actually an open world or was it? In yeah, space? yeah, no, it's an open world. It was almost exactly like Destiny. Name. Well, no, it wasn't because, areas. In, because the area it's one big open map of. New York City. Yeah, but there were social hubs. There's social hubs, and when you go out, it's only you or you and people who are in your party. So unlike Destiny, you don't see random other people running around. So it's, it's instance. Yes. Okay. And then there's the area in the middle, which is the PvP area. Okay. But it's still instance because mm. it's still capped. Play count. Okay. Hmm. They could do some interesting things with it. My point, and I, when I saw that, I I was almost surprised in my reaction to be like, actually, yeah, I'll listen. I'll listen to that press yeah. that yeah, press announcement for sure. Yeah. Well, uh, the game I'm quite looking forward to, which is um, not made by an extremely rich, huge studio, is After Party, which is the technically third but second game worth caring about from Night School Games, who made Oxenfree. Mm. Um, good things about that. It's, it's the game not caring about, worth not caring about. The um, Mr. Robot mobile game that they made. 
Yeah, it's fine. It was alright. Um, but they made this. This looks. It's very similar in style and gameplay to Oxenfree. Oxenfree was you play a bunch of kids exploring weird caves and shit on an island that had like a Goonies, Stranger Things type vibe. Um, it was like like narrative driven, but with some puzzles, and you walked around and How did the speech and stuff. But control like Monkey Island. Um, no, uh, no, it was more like um, like directional. I I can't remember actually. I think there might have been some like click to go here. And, yeah, but it's it was never it didn't like change perspective really. It was always two. Did you play like Night in the Woods? It's less platforming. Less than platforming. Than right. But you are the camera is miles away from you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, that's one of the differences in this. So <laughs> the premise of After Party is that you are two college friends who have died mysteriously and you've gone to hell and you're in the queue to be processed basically in hell and you don't know why you're there. So you try and get out of hell by being Satan in a drinking game. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> it's the same right. style as Oxford Free, but it's it's zoomed in because it's it's a different setting and like it's more humour based and uh, looks really cool totally. and funny and like it looks in fact the Monkey Island comparison is probably better in like the, the humour and stuff looks like that kind of yeah. style of thing. Um <laughs> And I don't think, apart from Tim Schafer continuing to make his own games, I don't think there's been an obvious inheritor of Monkey Island style. Well, him and Ron Gilbert still make their own games, but there's not been an obvious inheritor of Monkey Island style of humour mm. in games. Which one last year, I think? Thimbleweed Park. Thimbleweed Park is by Ron Gilbert, yeah. 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 Last year, and, and uh, Tim Schafer had Broken it's Age, and he's doing Psychonauts 2. And, uh, it's, it's meant to be... Broken Age finished yet? Yeah. Yeah, I think it finished a while ago. Okay. It's good. It's fun. Um, but yeah, apart from them continuing to make stuff, there's not been obvious pers- people who have taken that inspiration. Whereas the after party looks uh, looks like a bit like that, yeah. whilst also being its own thing. And it looks funny and cool. And that's coming out at some point soon. It didn't get announced that long ago, so there's been a trailer for it. Looks nice. Michael, I'll just round up everything else, I guess, because mm. you know we've overrun, I think. But um, uh, it's only an hour and forty-five minutes. But it's fine. Standard. <laughs> we have some technical issues. It's definitely not. That That's hard. what we do every week. <laughs> every week, I uh, I am really looking forward to um, Tomb- Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Mm. Despite it being not made by the same developers, I still think there'll be enough of the previous games in it yeah, for hopefully. it to be a highly high quality Tomb Raider. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And I like the setting. Setting like. Mayan Aztec oh, yeah, kind of, cool. and it's all to do with the sun. Yes. I think the Shadow Rise didn't have a very interesting setting. Did no, it? no, just like the Siberia. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, didn't really, didn't really yeah. do a it's lot that. with it. Snowy mountain, dense forests. Yeah. Pretty, like really pretty. Baba Yaga stuff was quite good. That's, that's true, but that's DLC. Yeah, so it's like yeah, Russian yeah. Siberia. Uh, so uh, Spyro reignited trilogy. Mm. Three of the best platformers ever made. Sure. I'm really, really looking forward to that. John is looking at me because I made the opinion earlier that Spyro is better than Crash Bandicoot, which I'll die by. You will die. <laughs> You're right. It is better. Um, Two grown men going Red to kill each other over. <laughs> Spyro the Dog. It feels almost lazy to say Red Dead Redemption at this point because obviously you everyone's looking forward to... You've got to give it a tokenistic to, nod, Yeah, we're all looking forward Cowboy, to Red Dead Cowboy, I'm not looking forward to Battle of Royale. He's not looking forward to it because he's edgy. Um, I didn't like Red Dead. Cowboy... Battle Royale. Yes. Apparently, the rumour is it's going to have a Battle Royale mode because that's in keeping with the theme of every Rockstar, upcoming like, money. Yeah, the uh, the new Black Ops 4 apparently also is going to have a Battle Royale mode. Well, the um, 
free-to-play yeah. Call of Duty that is out in China has one already. There you go. So they'll just take the bones of that and make a, yeah. one for Black Ops 4. It could be interesting, but Battle Royale mode is good. But I think it Red will Dead get Ocean saturated pretty quickly. Is really good as well. Yeah, it's just the, the world of Red Dead and you just run around and kill each other. So yeah. Fun. Um, I, I, think, I think there's a... I'm more looking forward to the uh, the idea of the Red Dead multiplayer being closer to GTA Five and heists. like heists and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah I yeah, think yeah. that'll be more fun. I'd like that to be a battle royale mode. So if we oh yeah, don't get me wrong, I don't think it should be the whole multiplayer, but I think that would be a fun thing to do. Yeah, if we're playing it, we can, you know we can dick around for a bit on heists and then suddenly should we do a bit of battle royale? You're gonna make one where you need you need shooting built for consoles, so I yeah. think it could theoretically work in the division because of the way they do their shooting. But I think oh, even definitely do. Yeah, but even more so like with like Red Dead is ground up designed for console shooting yeah mm. so doing it and they would work whereas you can't just as, as they have proved you cannot just put PUBG on an xbox yeah and have a, it be as good it's not as simple as that uh, t- uh what else thing um spider-man yeah spider-man, spider-man looks is awesome. out on september the 7th that is looking like a rock solid spider-man game as, as someone who played mm. spider-man one on the ps1 played spider-man 2 on the ps2 i'm ready for a Spider-Man game, especially with all the kind of how big mm-hmm. comic books are at the minute. Spider-Man as a character has never really been bigger. Did you play Spider-Man 3 on the PS3? Um, no, I didn't I did. actually. <laughs> I did. Sorry. I didn't. It, it, it's based on the film, isn't it? Which is not yeah. a good film. Yeah. Um, well, Spider-Man 1 and 2 are based on the films as well, right? The, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, Spider Man One's not. Spider Man One's yeah, a comic. No, no, no. There's, spi- there's Spider Man on the PS One, which is the original. Spider Man Two Enter Electro. That's the one I'm thinking. And then there's Spider Man One, great. Two, Three on One, One and Two on PS Two. Yeah, and three yeah, on yeah. PS2. They're based on the Tobey Maguire movies. Yes. And One and Two are great. With Bruce Campbell narrating. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I'm thinking of Spider Man, which was Never a comic, comic one. one. Yeah, that yeah, was really good. good. Well. Oh, one, one and two on the PS2 are fantastic. Two, especially yeah. on the PS2, is amazing. So Spider Man games tend to be quite high in quality, yeah. although they had a period on the Xbox 360 where they were just knocking yeah. them out, like, like time travel one. Yeah, they were loads. Shattered Dimensions. They were written by Dan Slott, which is not necessarily a recommendation. <laughs> who writes the Spider-Man comics? If I have to pick one game that I'm really looking forward to, that I'm happy to talk about, it's mm-hmm. uh, the port of Divinity Original Sin 2 to the PS4, which I've only been mm-hmm. asking Larian for for about six months, and they finally relented and uh, announced that it's coming out with loads of uh, fix, bug fixes, improvements, um, all sorts. It looks like it's going to be a really good port. That game is so, so high quality. Mm. It was a most critics PS PC game of the year last year. I'm also super looking forward to Vampire, which finally has a release date. By dot 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 nod. Life is Life strange. Is strange yeah, I think it might be a slightly different team to the Life is strange. Vampires. To be honest, might it be the um, what was the the game they did before Life is Strange? Forget. Me. Oh, remember me. Remember, remember me. Forget me. No, forget that's, that's the Life is Strange. What's that? You forgot yeah, the title. Oh, remember me. Want to be the more action. No, I think it's movie. still really story heavy. It's going to have some action stuff. I think, I like think between it's, the two. it's not just um, Life is Strange with vampires, though, is it? It's a different. Yeah, I've not looked into it at all apart from the fact that it's an RPG. They haven't really. Vampire, so I'm thinking it's a new vampire master. That's great. I'm yeah. really excited for this. They haven't really <laughs> spoken about it recently, yeah. but basically the idea is that you're impacting the world based on who you decide to kill. But you so, don't obviously don't have to kill anybody, but the way you level up and there are people hunting for you, so you're going to want to level up, is by yeah. drinking blood. So mm. if you don't kill anyone, you're going to be super underleveled, but you're also like really upset. A load of so pieces. I like Difficult that. choices about killing people. Mm, that's yep. cool. I love The Walking Dead. In a yeah. similar vein, see what I've done there. 
there's a game called Code Vein coming out, which is essentially being builders Bloodborne with uh, it's not that. vampires. That's how they've marketed it. Unfortunately, it, perhaps yeah. that will backfire on them when it comes it's, out. It's the new action RPG by the guys who made God Eater. Mm-hmm. And the trailer uh, was like heavily like Bloodborne. Prepare to. They've marketed it. <laughs> prepare to uh, something else. Something. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Cry, right. They used the Dark Souls terminology yeah, to yeah. market it, so everyone went, "Oh my god, it's a Dark Souls game, but set it's in like futuristic game. vampires." Basically, uh, mm. I feel like we should give a shout out to Dark Souls Remastered. Everyone shout looking out. forward to that? Sure. I didn't it like shout outs on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with, shout with, out to my man Dark Souls Remastered. Honest, like, I was really excited about Dark Souls, but then looking at it with like God of War mm. at the end of April, what and then God of, War? God of War at the end of April and Vampire at the beginning of June. I'm like, no. And also Splatoon 2 DLC. Yeah, that's really good. Oh yeah, there's a new direct at the same time as Sean, and mm. I think we're both responding to it at the same time. Like, what the fuck? Holy shit! This yeah, is amazing. This looks so good. Very. And considering that, like half of that trailer is an octoling walking down a subway carriage to really mm-hmm. bizarre Splatoon yeah. music, and mm. we're both getting incredibly hyped for it. It's, it's a very good trailer. Yeah. Nothing got announced otherwise in that direct, <laughs> as far as I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are people excited about? New Smash? I'd be excited about, about New Smash it, if I knew okay. what it was. Like, if they went, we're definitely... You know Smash? Yeah. That. <laughs> if it's, if it's on your Switch now. No, but like, play it, please. I, I, I if it's Smash 5, I'll be excited. If it's Smash 4 Deluxe, yeah. fine, whatever. No, I won't get that. Yeah, I've got yeah it basically where With I'm new characters. characters. I'm ready That's to get into a Smash about. game. Mm. Um, I didn't know enough people with Wii U's when I had a Wii U. No one had a Wii U. Exactly. <laughs> I knew more people with Vitas than Wii U's. Yeah, exactly. I oh, don't lie. So I didn't know enough people with Wii U's <laughs> to be want to, to get true. into Smash 4. I, I know enough people with Switches that we could get into Smash 5. Mm. So if it's 5, yeah, yeah. cool. If it's 4, would you look it? Really? But you, everyone here played Mario Kart. I didn't. Mm. Hey. I didn't I Mario Kart. You didn't. You had. You took principal stuff. You two. Mario Kart's the, the my Mario Kart's a lot I've, easier than Smash Brothers to be good at. My like, general feeling is if I've spent like 40, 50 quid and then another 20 something on the DLC, I'm not going to buy that same game yeah. again. Yeah. That's yeah, if it's Smash 4 Deluxe, yeah. I'm not bothering. But if it's yes. Smash 5, yeah, all mm. for it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I will. I will. If if other people I know are getting into Smash Five, I will put time into getting decent at Smash Five. What do you think the odds are of it being Smash Five pretty versus high. Smash Four? Uh, pretty high, I think. Yeah, I think the way, I think there's to say it it, it's such a strong community that if they were going to be announcing a port of Smash Four, they would have just, just announced a port of Smash Four. Potentially, but let's not. I do uh, think they fucked the announcement. I don't. I was going to say that's rough. Like, the, the the trailer was really cool. Mm-hmm. And then the last minute was like, yeah. Oh, what? It's kind of what Nintendo yeah. do, though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So let's, like, not, let's not underestimate this game, it. Let's not talk about it. Kind of not, like, mm. there's when I did, uh, oh, there's Pokemon for Switch. Yeah, and it was, it's been, what, it, over a year? It was yeah, like last E3, not, they, last, e, in last E3, they both went, we're, here, look, we're doing new versions of Sun and Moon. Oh, by the way, we're making a Switch one as well. Two seconds later, Metroid Prime 4. Anyway, we'll crack on. <laughs> yeah. Splatoon 2, right? Uh, guys, Wait, on, you what? want to talk about that one a little bit? We're making Metroid Prime 4. Who's making it? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Someone, uh, I think Nintendo oh, has is... said that they're they're doing they're talking about Pokemon Switch. Oh, that's cool. I'm okay. so that. Is that Metro game still coming out? Which Metro game? The new one. Metro the Prime Four. No Metro. 
Oh, Metro. Oh, Metro. Yeah. 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 Exodus. It's gone really quiet for that, but that was really good. Maybe it's going to push out to next week. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Because it looked like... Right? Yeah, and it looks got, like the whole... Anthem got delayed till next year, and then someone at Bioware said that that wasn't the delay, and then they... <laughs> Quietly was shuffled off. Yeah, like, but yeah. you originally said 2018? Yes. So and it's now coming check. out in 2019? Yes. So okay. it's been delayed? No. Checks notes. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> delayed. Yes. Has the uh, gun off curtain <laughs> being called by an EA executive? <laughs> no, I'm very excited right. for Metro Exodus. Like, yeah, it, I it's it. one of those games at E3 that it's a complete surprise. You got really excited about yeah, it. Yeah, now it's just been kind of you forget about it. Like yeah, in Dark Souls Three is the thing. That's this year. Yeah, yeah. I keep forgetting about THQ that. THQ Nordic making money. And um, yeah. oh, I have another one in my head, but it's gone. I can see that Metro Exodus might get delayed because it seemed like the whole gimmick of that was it's Metro, but now it's outside and it's open, so they might go, oh, we've not made it's open before, shit, okay, (laughs) give us a bit more time. Todd Howard says they're going to reveal something new. Todd Todd Howard says a lot of things. It's not going to be Elder Scrolls. always truthful. Why would they make Elder Scrolls (laughs) 6? The man who's worth, they're an honourable man. But it's a few years out. They will make Elder Scrolls 6, but there's no... Reason to at the moment from a business point of view, right? Online, so yeah, they just print money with yeah. Elder Scrolls Online. It'll be yeah, June too. Also, like, say if they do yeah. Elder Scrolls Six, yeah, they right. can do VR support right from the get go. Get I reckon, in. I reckon the like Skyrim VR was like a test run of that. Skyrim and VR also a way to make really a lot of money. I re- Skyrim VR was fantastic, but apparently Fallout VR doesn't work. Oh. No, I think Tommy might doesn't disagree. Tommy <laughs> agree. Like, accept that. Like, Todd's it, got some alternative facts <laughs> he'd like to roll out to you. Actually, it worked very well. I don't liked it. Well, yeah, Actually, you yeah, think, about the, think about the cycle of their things and Doom 2 makes sense. It's not going to be Prey because that's not going to get a sequel. There's not any more Dishonored. It's too soon for another Wolfenstein. I am. They're not going to do another Elder Scrolls or Fallout straight away. So Yeah, if you're looking at the test, they're absolutely going to get a Wolfenstein yeah. 3. They will absolutely get to finish oh, that. Oh, yeah, they'll do it, but not. I think they might do like a Death of the Outsider vibe for Prey to, to no, get to wrap it up. It'll be fascinating to see what. That game wraps up. Arcane end up doing next. Oh, know. yeah, me too, because they're not doing more Dishonored or Brace. They're mostly talented. Really? How? I would be awful. Arcane is owned by Bethesda. Somewhere else. That would be crazy. No, I think I'm thinking of somewhere Why did you come up with that game that I want that doesn't exist? When Arcane Star Wars game. Yeah. Anything but an EA Star Wars game. Well, yeah, basically. What if... Well, hey, what if you've got the lady... We've got Amy Pascal to make a start. Oh, never mind. On that down note, uh, <laughs> let's wrap it up because it's an hour 55, guys. Let's wrap it on up. Thank you for listening to whatever episode this was. I don't know. Uh, we now. Feature length spring. Let's just. Spring. Spring. spring special. Yeah. We'll be back in the summer. Yeah. Probably next week. Now. Well, next week. When Tom comes back, <laughs> don't lie to the people. What's that? I'm coming up with that. Okay, cool. Don't get yeah. um, listeners' hope, hopes up. How Please. do we start this episode? <laughs> I want to listen. Please like, <laughs> review, rate, subscribe, hit smash that subscribe button. We've got a Twitter account. It's a at bleep sickness. The website is what's the website? Bleeping sickness.wordpress.com. We've got an email address bleepingsickness at gmail.com. Sure. I've not looked at that Don't for a long time. Uh, I wrote a thing about God of War trailer this week. There'll probably be some other stuff on the blog at some point. Thank you for listening. I have been and will be continue to be Tom. I am Mike. Are you going to carry on being Mike? Or? Maybe. Okay. Regretfully, I'm still Pete. Mm-hmm. We all regret it. I'm still Sean for 60 seconds and then we'll see what happens. And then you'll die. Yeah. Uh, au revoir. <laughs>